welcome to Disney Minus, where we watch um, Disney movies on Disney Plus, and sometimes those movies are three episodes of a failed TV show stitched together with random, uh, with uh, barely coherent bumpers slapped in the middle of them. My name is and, Steven, and folks, I'm here to tell you about the Great Crystal. It's got a million and one uses. Also, I'm sleepy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deferi Nero, and not someone else, and this is just great. He, he, for, for intake got, for, for intake got, there. You got this. This is just, this is just great. He, for intake's got a pretty tor- tolerance that has been brown, and the combustion files will need a new ring slip. And yeah. if someone fucking tells me that someone's cosplaying as Odin, I'm critting. <laughs> oh. And I'm Hi, I'm the emergency backup co-host My name is Ash uh, I use she, her, and it, it's pronouns And thanks to being too poor for Disney Plus And too <laughs> proud to ask my dad to pirate it for me Also too busy to ask my dad to pirate it for me Because I'm not really that proud uh, This episode brought to you by Derek Yulieta on YouTube <laughs> Damn it, I was gonna give Actually, you I should probably pronounce that with a German accent Derek, uh, I don't know how to do your German accent, so I won't bother. Who has uh, graciously supplied me Atlantis de Rocher, 2003. I was going to give you my login, and then you said you found it in German. So I was like, nah, I guess not. You know, I think it's funnier this way. It is, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a good bit. <laughs> okay, so like, TV shows. Uh, We've all seen them. Yeah, as far as casting goes, it seems like everyone but Michael J. Fox returned to voice their characters. And yet, which is fucking wild, is that the guy, James Arnold Taylor, his name sounds familiar, but I'm not going to look it up right now, mm-hmm. feels like he's doing a decent Michael J. Fox, and yet somehow the guy who voiced Benny, Vinny, mm-hmm. is still the same guy from the first movie, and yet I swear I thought he was a different dude. He sounds the same to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I he thought he felt off to me. I think it was more just that his energy was like not there. Okay, so I haven't seen the first movie, but also in the version I watched, they recast. I think literally everyone. I mean, that'll happen. Yeah, that's so there's, usually at least, there's at least one returning cast member, which is a little strange. But the vast majority of the cast was recast. Actually, no, both of the women were were, were played by the same person the second time, which nice. is weird. Actually, no, mm-hmm. Kida wasn't, but two, but both of the minor women were. Uh, the character whose name they changed for no, for no real reason, and the old lady. Oh fuck! Oh shit! I was, I clicked the I clicked James Arnold Taylor's Wikipedia link because I was like, that name really sounds familiar. You know who the fuck this guy is? James Ann Taylor is ein U.S. Amerikanischer Schauspieler und Synchronsprecher. Er sprach den Jedi Meister Obi Wan Kenobi in der Serie Star Wars: The Clone Wars und synchronisierte zahlreiche Charakter in Videospielen. <laughs> well, there's also that, but he's also Tidus <laughs> in Final Fantasy uh, X, and he's a uh, huh. in X2. Cause... I honestly didn't know that. I thought you were going to reveal that he was Obi Wan from Clone Wars. No, I did all. I hadn't even gotten that far. I was like, "Oh fuck, that is Titus." And now I just want to. Also, what's Audrey's name in the German dub? Her name is Anna. Huh. Yeah, Anna Ramirez. Anna. Huh. 
You know what? Uh, another, uh, another uh, there are two more names. Well, there's one more name change and one weird thing that they did. Uh, the Mole, I don't know if he's ever given a real name. His name is Baudelaire. Yeah, his name is Anton Moliere. Oh, wait, what was, can you say that again? His name is Anton Moliere. No, they changed that. His name is Baudelaire. Oh, not Anton, it's Gaetan. Yeah. yeah, but Anton. I'm pretty sure they changed the last name for the German dub for some reason. That's mm-hmm. really fun, though. Also, uh, they gave us Vinny's... I don't know if they give you Vinny's full name at any point during the movie, but he's not... Vin, Vinny, the character, is not credited under his full name in the English Wikipedia page, but on the German Wikipedia page, he is Vincenzo Santorini. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, like... His voice actor definitely did a more believable job as a character than most of the other. I honestly like the German dub more than the clips of the English version I saw. That fucking but, like Vinny really just sounds like a German man. If he was trying to do it an Italian accent, I did not notice. And honestly, it goes pretty well with the character. He's <laughs> like taciturn. He's serious. He loves blowing shit up. That's mm-hmm. a German yeah. man. It did make the bit about oregano, which I could not understand any of the words except oregano. A lot yeah. weirder. Yeah, it makes the it makes the boom nicer. Yeah, something like that. He just it honestly didn't make a ton of sense in English either. He has this little this short little bit where he talks about like, oh yeah, you never make a bomb without oregano. It just adds like a little bit more. They're like a good yeah, smell. Yeah, but he's doing recipe jokes as a lead up to that. I don't. I couldn't understand German, so all I heard was. <laughs> Speaking German, oregano. Speaking German, oregano. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck does oregano have to do with anything in this scene? Oh, it still had nothing to do with it at all. Except, like, yeah, the only beauty is, at, like, at least... that he adds it to his explosives because he thinks it makes the, bar, the boom nicer. And literally, yeah, the only follow up is I, that. I would argue that, at least in that context, like, you, there's a real joke. He's talking about, like, cooking the bomb, and then he's like, oh, there's oregano. But no, in German, I, I didn't get any of the lineup. I just got the word oregano, and I was deeply confused until they stopped mentioning it. It's a, it's, yeah. yeah. If it's you're a- wondering why he says oregano when he throws the bomb, no matter for cracking, he's saying extra ore- oregano. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I yeah, here it comes with extra oregano. And I'm like, what would that even do? But like, the only anyway, follow up. Do we want to like, start recapping what happened in, the, in each episode of the movie? Because this movie was originally supposed to be three TV episodes, and they then like just slowly yeah. edited it to give it more continuity. This was going to be a series called Team Atlantis, which is why you'll notice that like some of the crew isn't in every episode because like I guess that was kind of going to be the formula. I thought that worked pretty well. It did. That part works okay, but <laughs> yeah, it's a. TV series that kind of lets all the characters have more moments to shine. It's just that we're in the kind of like introduction thing. It's like, I have my doctor who's not going to be a part of this operation in the first part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so these each individual scenario is what would have been one episode of the show. Apparently, according to the fucking Wikipedia page, just as a side note, one of the episodes of this series was going to be a crossover with Gargoyles. Uh huh. That is considered to be canon in the gar- in the Gargoyles continuity, mm-hmm. despite the 
rest of the series not being canon to Gargoyle's continuity. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were like, their version of Pan and the Loch Ness Monster doesn't jive with what we've already said about Pan and Wait, the Loch Ness. written by Greg Weissman? Isn't he like a whole guy? Probably. Yeah, that, that episode was written by Greg Weissman, who created Gargoyles, The Spectacular Spider-Man, and Young Justice. Oh, yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a real writer. <laughs> yeah. I have opinions on what how this whole series would turn out if it was allowed to be full, like a full series, but that's also one of the questions that we have for later, so I'll save it for then. But yeah, so um, to stitch it together into a movie... They film like they recorded these like awkward bumpers that they just kind of shoved in between where everyone's hanging out at Mr. Whitmore's mansion and they've been like, "Wow, so that was cool how you guys just did that thing." Anyway, here's the next thing. Also, there's and a again. I do think the transition worked a lot better the second time. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time, the opening is that like we get our money shot of Atlantis. Yeah. Which- this does feel like it oh, would be a, like the there start. There is a thing that happens before the opening, which gave me false hope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The cold open. Yeah, yeah can we talk what? about the cold open? Because I want to explain how it gave me false hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what you think cool was going to happen? Okay, so the, uh, the cold open is a bunch of sailors in what I assume is the North Sea. I guess. Uh, who, are, who are attacked by the Kraken. And... Uh. Can you t- can you tell me any any specific details you remember about that scene, the two of you? Oh, the um, entire movie they kraken into the kraken, and I oh, hate they, do. they some someone mentions like something something U boat. The other guy goes like, "Don't you miss the excitement?" And then the kraken uh, attacks. Yeah. Okay, but did you notice that that entire scene is subtitled? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do remember that. Is it but, uh, is it in English or is it in like Norwegian or something? It's subtitled in English. Okay, no, but no, the actual scene. Um, oh, the actual scene is in like Norwegian or something. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'd never seen this before. That that's that scene was subtitled in in, in English uh, in the dub that I was watching. The that's rest fair. of the movie was German with no subtitles. <laughs> so that one scene gave me false hope that the movie was going to be fully subtitled in English, and that I was brutally let down. That's fucking incredible. I'm gonna be honest. That is the one scene where I only. That is the one scene where I knew without a doubt what exactly was happening in that scene. <laughs> Someone was like, "Hey, should we remove the subtitles from this one scene?" Nah, it's already subtitled. Just leave it, man. It's funny that this whole like the first story, it does take place in Norway. Yeah, <laughs> but those are the only people who speak Norwegian. It takes place in a very specific place in Norway that I am looking forward to talking about with you. Everyone else, yeah, you're right, just speaks English with accents that I'm pretty sure are not Norwegian accents. Okay, well, in the dub, they speak German. I mean, yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, let's get on with it. Uh, The opening, after the cold open, the actual open. Yeah, we have, like, a panning shot of Kida, like, flying on her fish... Hover bike. This movie fucks Kita over so much. I swear to God. They yeah. Make, like, don't get me wrong. It is I a lot th- of um of, of of the characters whose voice was like m- much better in German than in English. I think number one is Milo and number two is Kita. 
Probably. Don't know. Um, Chris Summer does not seem to be doing the Kita voice the entire time, which is weird. Because <laughs> sometimes she sounds like Kita, and sometimes she sounds like a regular woman. Uh, also. Like, yeah, in, uh, in German, the dub voice actress is Stephanie Kellner, who I'm not entirely sure has an international Wikipedia page. I will have to check. Do not know. <laughs> but, no, what I was saying, though, as far as, like, I get that the premise is that she's, you know, leaving Atlantis, finally seeing the world beyond it. I get her not being familiar with shit. But, but yeah, they do the whole, like, lame fish-out-of-water tropes of them just being stupid instead of just not really knowing stuff. Hold on, am I reading this right? Was she was she Nami in Japanese One Piece? And not, not fucking Japanese One Piece, German One Piece? I do not know. I'm not reading the thing that you're I reading. Think the, I think the, the German actress Vakita was uh, Nami in German One Piece. That's, That's cool. cool. I know the English dub version of Kita is voiced by the same person who voiced Susie from the Rugrats. And oh, yeah. the hit series yeah. Rugrats All Grown Up. And <laughs> another show called, another <laughs> definitely less known rink called Kids Next Door. But she voiced number five. Yeah, she did. This would probably uh, this German Wikipedia page would probably be a lot more informative if I spoke German. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so um, we get like a whole sequence of them flying through the city. And Peter has through. a lizard dog now. Yeah, we have we have a weird I, lava I, thing. I I I could have sworn that was a returning character from the first movie that I didn't see. Nope. Huh. It wait, felt wait. like it was Oh, you know what it is? It's the cute pet character from the television show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just act like it's been there for the whole time, but it was not in the first movie. They do a good such a good job of acting like it's been there the whole time that I was completely fooled because I'd not seen the first one. <laughs> To be fair, you was also watching the German dub. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I love how also they just never tell us how much time has passed. Like, Mm -hmm. this movie came out like two years later, but I got no idea how long I was been living. Pretty sure World War One came and went, like between the two movies. I I won't elaborate too much, but that that is the only way that this makes sense because the last one was in 1914. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they. The stock market crash, which I have to assume is the Depression. The Great Depression. Great Depression. It's the fucking. Is this in the thirties? It hasn't what? been that long, has it? Has it been over ten years since they saw Milo? Because <laughs> they I, act like it's yesterday. I don't think so. It's probably like. Hmm. How long I, I, was I guess it's World either immediate, one? Yeah. So there's three options. There's basically immediately, like four or so years, enough for. World War One to come and go, or ten plus enough for it to be the Great Depression. Okay, so if this is post World War One, then it would have been at least seven to eight years. Really? I thought the war ended in like nineteen eighteen. Um, the Library of Congress has a timeline to nineteen fourteen to nineteen twenty one. Here we go. When does Atlanta huh. take? Uh anyways uh, uh. I wrote to people also ask when did World War One start and end timeline, and it says for four years from 1914 to 1918. Okay, yeah. Oh. 
So at least four years. If it's post okay. Maybe one. the stock market crash they're talking about was the Panic of 1907. Maybe. That could have killed the New York Stock Exchange if not for the inven- intervention of J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, it's the, it, 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 it kick-started the reform movement that led to the establishment of the Federal Reserve. Considering how obsessed some of the founders were with banking, I'm honestly surprised that the Federal Reserve Bank didn't exist until, like, the early 1900s. Huh, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't know. The people show up. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to Mole because, like, he was a dirt pervert in the first movie. But I swear to God, he's like an Earth avatar in this one or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, all he does is he 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 perverts. Uh, he digs, and one time he hits a guy on the head with a wrench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. He, he also like, whispered in that one lays is and fretted with Kita. Yeah, um, well, yeah, both of those are six are perversions. We, I don't know. We find out that he has bathed recently with no explanation for when. <laughs> and I don't actually want to find out, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he, he whispers something to this group of Atlantean girls and they proceed to beat the shit out of him for the rest of the time that they're in Atlantis. So that's deserved. Yeah, anyway, Milo has some cool tattoos now. He does. He's got yeah. some cool tattoos now. I like that they didn't make him the chief. Like, it is still um, Akita that is the queen of Atlantis because, like, it, they easily could have just made him, like, the new king or Akita something. Is, is Akita a Disney princess? Yeah. Um, I don't think officially, but... She's, like, a Disney lowercase p princess. She's not capital D, capital P, Disney princess, like, the brand. Yeah, similar with Elsa. Yeah, similar with Elsa. I mean, I'm with... looking at the trivia on the Wikipedia page, and this was someone's last film. Yeah, uh, the lady who played Miss Packard, like, yeah, died right after that. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst film to be remembered for. Yeah. It's not actively bad, it's just, eh. And I don't think she was in the worst episode, which was the second one. Yeah, which we'll get to. <laughs> uh, do we want to... Okay, so... We've gotten to the framing device. Do we want to start the first episode? Yes, the first episode takes place in Trondheim, which is an incredible... Mm -hmm. Which is probably just, like, regular-ass city name. Oh, I have done so much research on actual real Trondheim. That's so good. I love the way that Trondheim sounds as a word, but, like, again, for people in Norway, it's probably just, like, yeah, that's that's a city. It's called Trondheim. That's probably one of the more normal city names in Norway. Yeah. Hey, do you, do you want to know some fun facts about Trondheim? I, I would not be against that. Ah. Uh, oh. They depict it as a tiny town ruled over by a magistrate, or in the German version, a Burgomeister. Uh, <laughs> which is a real word of a roughly equivalent meaning. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry to pull us back into the framing device, but we did skip over the pack, packet being a poly icon. By immediately right. starting a polycule as soon as she walked into Atlantis again. Wait, that happened? <laughs> yes, these two buff dudes are both immediately right, like... yeah, that happened. The two buff dudes are competing over who gets to carry her bags. Yeah, yeah and she just goes like, it's okay, I have two arms. Yeah. Hell yeah. This lady went to Atlantis and got her to tell two hips. Her actual words are, stop fighting, you're both pretty. Yeah. 
<laughs> Did she actually say there's enough of me to go to go around, or am I making that up? I don't think she said that, but it would probably be something that she did say off screen. Okay. <laughs> anyway, y'all can continue the the story, and I'll chime in with Tron Time facts. It um, I don't know. It like they uh, go. There, there's a guy who's obviously a villain. Yeah, there's a big well, statue of him. Don't forget for important. In life preservative, oh, lifesaver joke with Kida. Yeah, so yeah, the first instance of Kida being a fish out of water. Yeah, dumbass out of water, I guess. I don't, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, this is a thing she wouldn't be familiar with. I get her being like, hey, Milo, what's that thing? That, that part's fine. Yeah. Is that. He calls her the life preserver, and she's like, oh, so you wear, like, the crystal. And he's like, no, you throw it to people who are in the water. She's like, oh, so, it's like, you're playing a game with them. No. Oh, I, I got drowning. the back and forth of it, but I did not know how stupid all her questions were. So yeah. I was not yeah. particularly bothered by this scene. And and the thing is, the original movie version of her would have been just like, oh, you throw it to rescue someone when they're drowning in water. Okay. Yeah, like, once he said life preserver and you throw it to people in the water, she'd be like, oh, okay, so, like, if someone's drowning. And he'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Because Kita is smart, is the thing. She is supposed to be smart. Like, Milo is a big, smart guy nerd, and she was the hot lady who is smart enough to keep up with him, which was not 100% of her character, don't get me wrong, but, like... The thing that drew him to her was that he was like, whoa, this lady's hot and also really smart. Yeah, but, you know, fish out of water. It Clearly she hasn't come into contact with things such as life preservers and glass casings. <sighs> they also, th- this is not so much them making her dumb as, it, as much as it is they should have used a different take but were lazy because of what this is. They mm. only acknowledge Kita's proper name like once kita is a nickname which who oh boy when you look back on it <laughs> has has some implications but because her her name is kidagakai which in the first movie milo immediately tripped over saying kidagakai i'm gonna just call you kita and then that's just what she's been called ever since they acknowledge her full name once in this movie it's in part three but she, but Cree Summer flubs the line and doesn't say her name right. She leaves out a couple of letters, and they just leave that taken. Yeah. All right. So like, I've had to think about what you just said, and I have several thoughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, what was episode not episode, It seems like episode two would have the perfect opportunity to say her actual name, because you know what goes on in that episode. <laughs> You'd mm-hmm. think that one dude whose name I forget. Takashi. I kept thinking they were saying Takashi, and I'm like, he's not a Japanese guy. But yeah, that dude, his whole thing was that he's like weirdly insightful. He could have been, he could have acknowledged, blah, 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 addressed her by her like full name, but not. Hmm. Yeah. Now I feel bad. Ashley, can you give us a fun fact? <laughs> uh, Tron Time is actually huge. It's the fourth biggest city in, it's the third most populous municipality in Norway, and as of 2020, it had a population of over 200,000 people in it. That's fucking insane. Imagine looking at, like, Dallas, Texas, and being like, no, you're a small fishing village. Oh, I have pictures of it that are contemporaneous with the movie. Oh, no. Uh, I'll save that for next fact. Oh, the coughs. Sorry. Uh, 
I'll but, yeah. the next fact moment. But yeah. Anyway, they're on the ship. This after uh-huh. the fish out of water jokes, there's some jokes about Vinny making explosive oregano. Sure. And then the Kraken attacks the ship. Yeah, the oregano okay. part was very confusing for me because of the lack of complete lack of context. But anyway, what do you mean? yeah. The context was there, it's just in German. Yeah, I guess. Also, like, while we're on the topic of Vinny, uh, I didn't I didn't know his name because they took a very long time to actually say it. I thought he was supposed to be German. <laughs> like just a German man. Because like it fits. He looks kind of, he looks kind of, like, he's got the strong nose, he's got the weird bull cut, he's <laughs> very square, all of these are characteristics of caricature Germans. It turns out they also Yeah, and I know, Stephen, you said he, like, the English voice actor seemed like he just didn't have the and same like, energy as he did when he did Vinny in the first movie. Granted, yeah. to me, he sounded fine. But it's also been a while since I've watched the first Atlantis movie. True. It's also been a while since I have, but I don't know. His, he just felt like his inner, like, he felt like he was being, like, too chill. Like, he was doing the Vinny voice time, but felt like he was just not quite there with the Vinny personality. It, it sounded to me like he was phoning it in, which he super probably was, because, goddamn. Well, this is Poe's flower shop, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, is that, like, straight up and the inverse movie, like, you're gonna to his family and open up a flower shop and it was going to be the best flower shop you've ever seen because of all the money that he got from like the mountain of gold that the Atlanteans just let him have. I, I think the German voice actor for Vinny did a good job. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the list of other things that he's dubbed. There's, there's a pretty good number of them. He's a <laughs> prolific actor. Mm-hmm. Cool. But uh, Yeah. He was shaggy in Scooby-Doo one time? What? <laughs> huh. Hmm. But anyway, I guess to go back to the movie. Yeah, they. Um, cracking attacks, they all go into the tiny submarine things. Which, were those tiny submarines in the, in the original movie? I feel like they were. Okay, they might have been, then, but I feel like I remember them being in the first movie. And yeah, it's the tiny pod submarines from the first movie then. I'm going to um, I'm going to call them Batho subs, not because I mean, that's what they're actually called, but because inside joke. Oh, I mean they Fair. kind of are. Ah. But yeah, they at one but, point. Batho sub, Batho sub is not a real thing, by the way. Like it's made up of words that seem like it should be a real thing, but a Batho sub is not a real thing. Yeah, Batho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bathy means like underwater sub submarine. Batho sub not a real word, but that's what I'm going to call them. Hmm. Yeah, they at one point, like, shoot these, like, flares so that they can, like, try to see where they're going because they're in a dark area. So this might be later um, on. I, I think that's later on. I don't know. I think Milo loses, like, his pod yeah, gets... later on. Like, his pod gets damaged. So... Yeah. There's enough time for him to... Yeah, an like, occurrence occurs, Milo's pod gets damaged, and then he <laughs> gets in with Kita somehow? No, he and Kita were yeah. already the same sub together because oh, they right, all like yeah. yeah yeah they they're able to get it like to the surface yeah so kita and Maya right, can yeah, get out so they, yeah they float it so they can get out and then i guess they just abandon it there they do yeah it they, sinks like, to the bottom and that'll they, become a special tool for later yeah. <laughs> just remember that, that happened 
And this yeah. happens, I guess, off the coast of Norway. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right up at Trondheim. Because they, like, are immediately there. No, um, dude- not Trondheim. They go up to fucking, um... Let me see. I'm on Veriki. I'm trying to see if they have a village name. But it's not Trondheim. Like, it's like, like the village they go to, like the village that they spend most of the episode in is explicitly referred to as Trondheim. Mm. I don't know. I, I thought they called it like Trackensard or something like that. <laughs> no, it it's supposed to be Trondheim. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's another Trondheim fun fact I just found out about. Uh, mm-hmm. Trondheim, not technically coastal. It's right next. To, it 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 is on the sh- it is on the shore, but it's on the shore of an inland of a large inland lake that feeds out into uh that fe- you know how in uh Norway has all these fjords that break up the coastline and like prevent access directly to the coast from like the inland water. I'm going to send. I'm going to screenshot like Google Maps of Trondheim. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not sure which which chat I'm supposed to put it in, so I'll just put it in both. That's Trondheim. You know how it doesn't have access to the ocean directly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super, I love it. Yep. Not sure how... Uh, well, well, we'll get into the reveal of, what hap- of what's happening in the show for me to complain about this more. So, uh, the fact that this is supposed to be Trondheim makes this one interaction, at least in the English dub, really awkward. Because Volga tells him to go to Trondheim to get the ship fixed. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Out, smack my arm. Which uh, would imply that they're not in Trondheim, but near it. The name of the city is the name of the tiny town that they're in is repeatedly stated as Trondheim. Eh. Oh well. Anyway, the town mayor magistrate is called called Edgar Volgard. Yeah. He also has like, a statue of himself in the middle of town. I yeah. sure. The magistrate, the burgermeister. Yeah. Burgermeister Meisterburger. And after a slight I don't know why you keep moment, making fun of it. That's just a, okay. Technically you're supposed to spell it either Burgomaster or Burgermeister. Mm-hmm. Now there's some movie that had a character that was just called the Burgermeister Meisterburger, but I can't remember now. I want to say yeah, it was Burgermeister is just a real title. It means it means master of the town or possibly master of the borough. And Stephen, nice. I think you might be thinking of uh, one of those like old um, Christmas specials, like the Santa Claus origin uh, story. Because I think the bad guy in that was just called for Bergenheimer. Like I don't yeah. know about y'all. I don't know what the places near y'all are called, but I went to school in a burg. You know what that burg was called? Berg bird. Pittsburgh. Oh, shit. I went to University of Pittsburgh for some for a year. Hey, that's a real college in a real place. It's the second largest city in the state. Yeah, Berg is just a like a Berg means town. Burgermeister. Yeah. No, I know. It's yeah. just the, the word will always be. It is. I looked it up. It's Santa Claus is coming to town. Like yeah, the I the word itself just always have that association to me because I yeah, fair enough. Saw it when I was very young. Anyway, and let's continue I, with the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. After the tense conversation where Volgid tells him to get their ship repaired in a way that implies this isn't Tottenham, but it is. But anyway, after that, the Volgid just leaves and yeah. they is make Wikipedia a joke about how he looks old. Be- 
Is is Wikipedia just wrong about them being in Tron? I I want to think that this is supposed to be Trondheim, but like I like I genuinely is don't it know. Not? I don't remember. Like I rewatched it, and there's a moment where they address the town as like Krakenstrad. Yeah, no, that's right. Huh. And Boldgood tells them to get their ship prepared, or to go to Trondheim to get their ship prepared. And Milo's like, I think the crew can handle that. We need it. We're here to investigate the Kraken. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're in like Kraken guards some bullshit. I guess this would all make a lot more sense if Wikipedia was just wrong about where this was set. I will keep, I will keep giving away all my Trondheim facts, though. <laughs> that's it is also just a minute detail that I'm getting hung up on. Yeah, it, basically. Um, but yeah, he's but, apparently a million years old, according to a lady who is just perpetually given the crazy eyes. There's mm-hmm. an old wild tale that he sold Jeez. his soul to the devil for eternal life, but forgot to ask for eternal youth, and it's like, mm-hmm. haha. And she has the whole eye animation of the Thousand Yard Stay. Dude, for real, though. Holy crap. <laughs> and also, the town is very, very based off of, like, in giving off, like, Lovecraft is Shadow over Ismith vibe. Yeah. Like, there we go. No, and Ismith is a sort of geological feature. You're thinking of Innsmith. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, this feels like Scooby Doo meets Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The city of Yarnum. <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> okay, Innsmith is either in England or in Massachusetts. It depends. That might be both. But anyway. Um, <laughs> He talks yeah. about how like they've never they haven't had the sun in a long time, and she wishes um, that she could let the one out, and it's sad. I yeah. guess I don't know. They immediately cut from there to investigating the town at night, and the fog is so fucking thick that they can't see shit and almost die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they eventually get into like a cave somewhere, and yeah. it's like Milo sees Bulgut. Who's like standing in front of a pool where the kraken is, and his eyes are growing green. So he's like, yeah. "Ah, he's controlling the kraken." And I then know they know that Aldry is missing. Yeah, the kraken doing like this weird, like seductive rub on him. Mm-hmm. But also, this is one of the instances where fucking mole is like some kind of Earth avatar because he he's the one that finds the cave, and he's like, "They couldn't have made it any more obvious." Look, they painted it to look like this kind of rock, but it's clearly this kind of rock. Might as well have just hung out. Yo, this man is just a geologist. Don't knock him. I mean, also true, but he like this is like our first hint of it. He will tell us the exact location of where a bowl came from by licking it later in the Oh, that's why he was licking the damn bowl. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he was just trying to test if they were real or not. Because at another point, he licks a bowl and he says, "This is plastic," and he throws it to the dog, which eats it. No, he he like he eats rock. Well, we're getting ahead on ourselves. Anyway, uh, here's another Um, Trondheim fact before we get back on track. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, here's a picture. Here's a picture of Trondheim Harbor from around like 1890. Ooh, look at those boats. Nice boats. Look at this guy. So I guess it would make sense for him to go send the go send the boat to Trondheim to be repaired. I guess. Fucking, I don't know. My phone's at like forty four percent. We gotta speed this shit up. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, um, Aldrey gets mind control. They break the mind control. 
It becomes um, immediately obvious to the viewers, if not the characters, that actually it's Kraken doing the mind controlling. Yeah, the guy. yeah. They go in, back into pods. It's a fight for Kraken. Oh, they they um, threw so, they throw some dynamite at a crack on the roof, and it falls, and it some rocks fall, and they stun the Kraken, and they use this opportunity yeah. to escape. And they get in their pods to hunt down the Kraken. <laughs> this is when they shoot flares, and it's like yeah, they shoot like, a magnesium but, flare. And they're like, what are you doing? You, you'll show it where we are. And then the flare reveals that it's right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the dumbest looking face, I swear to God. <laughs> and uh, Vinny, gets, Vinny gets mind-controlled and it takes them about an embarrassingly long time to realize that Vinny has been mind-controlled. And then Mole hits him over the head with a wrench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, well, to be fair, it. Mole seemed to immediately realize it. It just took him an embarrassingly long time to tell the others that... He was yeah, under fair. mind control. He's bad that's, at talking to not dirt people. But anyway, he for Kraken ends up over Milo's sunken pod from yeah, earlier. Right. I, I would like to elaborate on this a little. They start to run away, and then Vinny goes, "Actually, we should r- go at, towards the monster." And they're like, "Are you are you crazy and or mind controlled? We're like almost out of torpedoes." And then he goes, "I'm not crazy, nor am I mind controlled." The the other sub still has a full complement of torpedoes. We can use that to blow blow it the hell up. Which is true. And, yeah, and they do. They lure it over the ship, and then they th- shoot all their torpedoes at it at once. And the combined force of like se- somewhere between seven and eleven torpedoes blows it to fuck. And <laughs> I love that it ends like I mean, we get a post credit like everything is fine the next day, but this mm-hmm. whole thing uh-huh. ends. Just showing, Speaking like, of the postcards of this small town being fine, here's Tron time again. <laughs> that's just a city. That's, that's a normal ass city. Yeah. It's pretty sizable. Look at those buildings. Also, no. in the postcard scene, you know it's fine. Everything is fine because they're painting the shipwrecks in in col in bright colors now. I guess, but like, but I, anyway, in by um, just fucking vulgar. Yeah, jacket on the ground with like dust that used to be his body mm-hmm. and also Keita talks about like uh, even though this wasn't something that was Atlantean what if Atlantean weaponry was used like this hold on hold on just one second uh, fucking I found another picture of Tron time you know what this picture says it, it has a building that says hotel on it this is a city that had tourism <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I no longer think it makes any sense for that to, for that town to be the actual Trondheim. Your theory about it, like being your theory about it being near Trondheim, but like some random town named Krakenstadt, has to be the real thing. Yeah. It would be inconceivably dumb for this for this town to be the actual Trondheim. Yeah, if we were to like do a repeat of this whole section and say like tomorrow recording time. <laughs> We, one of us can confirm or deny that as a plot point. Man, I'm not. I, we are gonna have to record again for like at least the questions, so we can double check. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah. Extra bonus round. Was it Tron time or was it not? We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, um, everything's sunny. Hida has a existential crisis. Myro tells her everything is fine. Um, we yeah, cut to the like, innkeeper who's like holding a baby. Cu- like we don't see the actual baby, 
besides like the <laughs> wrappings around it. And she's like, oh, now you can become big and strong and be the most important person in town. And this doesn't make Wait, sense. That was, that was in the final cut? I thought that must have been cut out because I saw the original version because I, I saw the theatrical cut in German and then I saw the deleted scene in English. Yeah, the that, English that dub. Wasn't part of the, that wasn't past the cut? Yeah, the no. English dub uses the exact same dialogue. Yeah. Wait, the they exact? Just... Holy shit. That's a really lazy cut. Literally, like that makes that's why it makes like in the movie cut, it just cuts to her going like walking away and going like, "Now give Ma a hug." Yeah, and nothing pops like it's just comes off like, "Oh, that's a regular baby." But there's a deleted scene that's more like an alternate scene. Exactly, that's exactly the same. Except I guess the music might be a bit more ominous, and also it's revealed that the baby's a cracking baby. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which honestly, I think that would just been better just to do. It's a very good end of episode creepy cliffhanger. So it is. They probably would have left it in if this was uh, a TV show and not a movie. Every time talked about her little one. I swear I thought it was going to be a Kraken or something. So like, yeah, that's, I was... That's why I made the autumn joke, because they, Bloodborne also <laughs> yeah. has a lady who gives birth to an eldritch horror. Yeah, fucking it's bad. the opposite of a great old one. It's, it's, a, it's a lesser young one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, it doesn't super matter, but like, Tita's um, motivation throughout this whole thing is like, one, doubting or questioning, you know, whether her father was right to steal Atlantis away and what kind of queen she's going to be. But, like, also thinking that every single thing that goes wrong might be, like, lost Atlantean technology and now it's, like, her father's fault. Which, if he she steals She does them get off, proven right, like, at least once. Actually, all like, three times. It's like, these things do all end up having Atlantis connections. But, like, if they were sealed off from the rest of the... I don't think the Kraken was Atlantis related. I think it was just a magical creature that was completely unrelated. True. They just thought it was, like, a Leviathan. Yeah, but, like, if they were sealed off, then how come the next two episodes have Atlantis shit? One of them is very fucking substantial. If if mm-hmm. both of them are. If this spear had been found and known to be Atlantean... And if this fucking Crystal Guardian was known about, like, Mono's grandpa shouldn't have been seen as a madman in the first one. Because that's the thing, is no one fucking believed him. His friend, Mr. Whitmore, was the only dude who would take a chance on any of this. And that's why he hired Milo, because he was like, yeah, it'll help redeem your family. But no! isn't Isn't Milo the name Greek? Might be? Don't know. But and then it just turns out there's a bunch of Atlantean shit all over the world already. But mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, for kind of to go back to the framing device, um, basically Myra and Kita's like, oh, we we're going to head back to Atlantis, and then okay, so Milo is from that... I think Milo is from I think literally any language. It's it's from the Slavic languages, uh, Latin, uh, Greek, <laughs> Germanic, and Gothic. Yeah. See, there's your worldwide conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Not fucking aliens building the pyramids. How come every culture has a Milo? But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Packet tells everyone that Sweet is going to tag in for Vinny because they need to go to the south, well, go to Arizona. 
Yeah. Yes. They're going from Europe to uh, Arizona, so they tag out the European man and tag in the black man. <laughs> You're not even wrong, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the the excuse they give in universe is that like a friend of Mister Whitmore's has been hurt, so they're sending the doctor on ahead to go check on him. And also, hey, the rest of the team, go help him out. Except for you, Vinny, you say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Vinny Vine Sauce. <laughs> Vinny, I want you to talk to me about oregano. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But, but yeah, anyway. they, get, they meet, like, the world's oldest and most broken man who tells them that he was attacked by coyotes made out of sand, which is a hell of a well, thing. Partic- well, specifically, it is it was a sandstorm made out of coyotes who was made <laughs> out of sand. That's true. I love, I love Sweet. He's really good. <sighs> but anyway, um, the old guy tells him, tells him that some a crate of pottery that he got was like Kurt. stolen from his shack. Okay. So the thing about the okay, more German dub facts. They call them coyotes. Ah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's not what they're called. They're, co- they're called coyotes. I mean, in the German people... dub, they're consistently coyotes. Yeah, I like that actually. This is really good. <laughs> that's just to make it sound more southern, probably because there are like people that will say it as coyotes. That's fair. Or maybe it was just a southern person who was their one contributor for, hey, how do I pronounce this word? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a coyote. <laughs> oh, that's some, um, like, expansion stuff. I'm uh, referring to the books, sci-fi book series, which, fun fact about that book series, while Mars was colonized by mostly, like, people from India... It yeah. also had like a small group of Texans to go with them, which guess what accents fight? That's insanity. That's yeah, fucking wild. So yeah, there's one character who like that's part of the main cast who is from Mars, and his whole thing is that while he is of Indian des- descent, he has a strong Texan accent. That goddamn. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this yeah, is anyway. like your yeah, classic um, rich white guy steals a bunch of native artifacts and then sells mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, they go to the shop. He's obviously they, evil. Mm-hmm. They find, Keto finds like one, like, like, little, like a figurine of, a Atlantean figurine looking thing. Yeah, they, we should talk about the conversation about the, the glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they he did ask why there's a spear in the glass case. And Milo says, Sorry, I heard, I heard like Texans in space, and my mind immediately jumped to the to the chemical war crime machine that is New Texas from uh, a thing that I will not name. Oh dear. Veer may I I have spoken with Veer about this setting in the past, and oh, okay. by the past I mean the recent past. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by the recent past, you mean 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> no, it was like uh, uh, 13? Okay. Three days ago. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so like Keita's like, hey, how come, what's up with this? And Milo says it's for protection. And she's like, I know what the spear is for. And he's like, no, the case is for protection. And she's like, you would ha- do a better job protecting yourself with a spear. And he's like, 
No, it's there in case anyone wants to steal it. Wait, they did the like, same oh. bit again? Yep. Yes. Oh my god. Anyone want to steal a oh glass? She has another fucking fish out of water moment in the second episode, and it's slightly better because it's good because it's good characterization for the villain as well as kind of bad characterization for her. Oh, it's even better. In the third, I don't necessarily know how accurately they translated this for the German dub, but in the bumper leading into the third one, when Mr. Whitmore's like, oh, that Atlantean spear that I had on my wall has been stolen. They fucking have her go, ah, it sounds like you needed a glass case. God fucking damn it. I hate it. But she had for money, basically, I'm assuming the fish out of water thing that you're mentioning, Ashley, is the part where she's like, oh, I... Find this Atlantean artifact, or this clearly Atlantean-inspired artifact, and the dub dibberdown goes like, "That's what I like to hear," and she just offers him a funny amount of money, money. and is like, "Is this enough?" Which and he and he fucking fish out of water joke. That's good characterization for the villain because he immediately takes it and refuses to give any of it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like that's a good joke because that yeah. makes sense. Because Keita, do- I don't think there's a current type of currency on in Atlantis. Doesn't seem oh, so to the be. communists. Basically, Th- that or yeah. they party. Yeah, they might have a border system. I don't know. They're like, what do we need money for? We have the great crystal that provides for us. Yeah. Yeah, communism. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I am, uh, but yeah. So like, this is where I start to forget basically everything because like, um, I don't remember how they get out into the desert. Well, but mole mole licks and eats like pottery, which Dub Dibberdown kicks him out for. Yeah, I think they tried. The gang tries to go to the shack to investigate. That's uh, it. Yeah, because oh, on the important no. detail before that, Milo mentions like the crate that's missing in Dub Dibberdown. Like, goes, yeah, like, he's like if, if what's his name involves a crate of pottery, that's no skin off my bone, my back. Milo's and like, Milo didn't you? mention any pottery. So when they get oh, kicked it's a out, trick. it's the trick. Yeah, like they get You're kicked right. out, and Milo's like. Hmm, I wonder how he knew there was pottery in the crate when I didn't mention it. Yeah, weird. I feel like this is this is for children, and it's for children mm-hmm. who have the uh, the attention span of a television show and not a movie, so they are constantly handing everything to you. Not wrong. Yeah. Like, a good example, though, is that Kida from the first movie would have probably called him out on that shit and been like, he didn't say it was pottery, because Kida used to be smart. But also, like, yeah. they don't—they're not trusting the audience to already know that. Hey, he didn't say it was and, pottery, so they have to bring it to your attention via the character saying it. I also think they needed to break this up to introduce, have them drive, I guess, to the shack. But they come across a Native American man. Well, they drive by one, and then <laughs> they drive by him again. Yeah. And then yeah, they stop at third time because he's standing in front of the truck. Yeah, it's extremely obvious it's the same guy every time. Yeah. And he and the, introduces himself as Kakashi. Um, they okay, do did you the, say Kakashi? Yep. His name is Chikashi. Yeah. Yeah, Chikashi. Duh. That wasn't it. Chikashi. It's not quite the same as Naruto guy. I, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it bugs I me. Didn't mean, but it's so I'm funny. Sorry, I have a speech impairment. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny though. They ask him like, "Hey, did you see like two other fairly identical guys?" And he accuses them of being racist because like. Wait, they, that's whoa. actually a thing. That, God, I missed all of the weird, stupid shit they say because I was listening because well, I was watching it in German. His exact words is that all his people look the same to outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. And what, also, what he's saying is that all of us look the same to white people. Actually, yeah. not everyone in that car is. Actually, there's like one white person in that entire car, and it's Milo. And it's Milo who's like, I Why guess does the... the one white guy get to well, be in charge. Two, because Mole is French. Uh, true. Well, he is surprisingly dark skinned for a Frenchman. It's because it's, it's all dirt. Because he's a dirt pervert. Yeah, he has a dirt tan. But it is also just funny that, like, that was him all three times. But, like, yeah, they do. And then was like, but no, actually, you're racist. Mm-hmm. They also do the whole mystical Native American that's somehow oh. able to identify a species of animal that's not native to America. Yeah. Simply because he's, he's Native American. He's like, God has, he's like, there are many creatures wandering this earth. This okay, one is- there, are, there are actual justifications for all of these things, but that does not excuse him just also literally being a magical Native American. Yeah, like he is supposed to be like a god or something like that, or a devil yeah. spirit. But it's like, you could have also yeah. not done that, hey, writers. Yeah. Hmm. Like, like, yes, he does turn out to be like a actual, like a magical spirit, but at the same time, they Oh, you can wrote make it in the same tone as like that trope. Yeah, you exactly. can make him literally anything other than a Native Amer- than an old Native American man. Yeah, like you, you change any of those three things, and it's instantly, if not not racist, then less racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nah, like if he was a young Native American man, that would actually be kind of cool because he's like wise beyond his years and shit, and like mm-hmm. that is bucking the stereotype. If he was a woman, that's probably the most stereotypical out of the three alternatives, but it would still be kind of neat, because yeah. then she get to have girls talk with Kida. Uh, but anyway, they, they find not a hole. <laughs> Fucking... No. No, that's, that comes later. God, you're right. No, they get chased by... Um... Yeah. yeah, they get chased by coyotes. Word. Yes, I lost my word. They get chased by a sandstorm made of Coyotes are made out of sand. Right, yeah, they get chased by coyotes, but the coyotes are made out of sand. So it's like a windstorm and a pack of coyotes. Um, Chikasi, his eyes goes red, and he just starts talking. I do not yeah, it was weird that his eyes went red. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's meaningful because the coyotes have red eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like, controls them, or they're an extension of him, or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, when I first saw that, I thought they were controlling him somehow. No. Yeah, considering the first part was like the guy with growing eyes was under control of the supernatural animals, that's not a like that's a understandable like fault. Hey. When this first happens. What do you want? For the show to use it it seems consistently. But yeah, anyway, he disappears, the truck is the Jeep is just crashed. Audrey yeah. complains about the state of it. Turns yeah, out they complains about how the truck is broken. Mm-hmm. Moles notices that they're back at the trading post, so Milo just like marches back in and basically Ace Attorney's 
He stuffed Dipperdon into having them take the pottery back to like to where Mole has determined where it should well, originally from because yeah, he tasted it. Like, oh, this is clearly from a cave on the south side of the riverbank. Uh, yeah, he's just a funny rock man. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's I actually like the. He's, he's like, who's like French or something. I think him being French is ironically a lot more obvious in the German dub. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Mole just being an earthbender is fun. Stop stop ruining it, Steven. Oh, I love it. It's fucking incredible. It's really good. Yeah. He uses his prospector powers to identify caves. <laughs> prospector powers. No, but I, yeah, I love it. That's like, when oh, they oh. get to the knot hole. It's eternal. Yeah, I love it because he's like, no, this isn't the hole. Look at the patterns. Look at this. all yeah. of this other bullshit. He's like, it's, this is a tunnel. <laughs> it's basically the same speech SpongeBob gives about for rock. Oh my god, you're right. Oh, wow. It's not a boulder. It's, it's a, a rock. rock. Yeah, it's a large boulder. <laughs> it's a small boulder the size of a large boulder. Oh my god. <sighs> but anyway. Um, anyway, they go to a cave, and then uh, they're talk- all killed in a rock. They're all killed in a rock slide. At the end. Yeah, shockingly, oh. they're all betrayed by the capitalists. Who could have seen that coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're betrayed by Dim Dugadum, owner of the Dugsdale, owner of the Dugsdale And then, like, <laughs> the threat is that he's going to blow the interest in like they put. He puts them all in this small wall alcove, and he's going to close it off with a, some oh. dynamite. However, it's like even the like how it's set up, it looks like it would just close the entrance. And considering that they dug in here with mole, it yeah. seems like that's like huh. a non-thread. <laughs> I mean, if you get if you get closed into a cave, you start suffocating like reasonably quickly. Which that I assume true. was the real threat there. True. I don't. We also don't know. Like, anyway, how here's much... the meme that I was trying to reference. This man isn't just Doug Dimmadown. He's Dugsdale Dimmadale, Dimma Dim's Dome Do Dimma Dim's Dimma Dimma owner of Dome owner of the what well, fucking you get the joke. Yeah. Yeah, the meme that just extends that whole bit. Yep. Oh, Doug Dimmadown, owner of the. He does have the. He does have the white like hat. Oh, no. I don't know if it's a ten. I don't remember offhand if it's a ten gallon hat, but it is a white cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Which is why he's, which is why we keep calling him that. Yeah, yeah. he's Doug Dimmahome at home. Also, I don't remember what his name is. Yeah, Doug Dimmahome. <laughs> uh, what's but the anyway, his name? His uh, name is Carnaby. That's it. Anyway, Milo is able to get out before the bomb goes off. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He try he tries to make a grab for it, but he fails like the shitty white boy he is. <laughs> yeah. I think that oh, I think that any one of the other ones except maybe Mole could have gotten that bomb before it went off. I mean, Honestly, I think Mole would have gotten it. He would just dug up. That's also fair. <laughs> Mole would have just used dig. Yeah, Mole's a Pokemon. I think he, if they just told the dog, to, the Blizzard dog, to get it. <laughs> that- would it would it like comically poof up and get a really and go and get real big for a second if exactly. it ate the bomb? Yeah. Like we established that this thing was born in lava, it slept in the fireplace in the first one. 
It could okay, eat a bomb. It hasn't, it hasn't gotten into lava yet. Like, it, it well, could eat a bomb, probably. Well, it, it could probably. It crawled out of lava in the very beginning when they yeah, were showing it. Like I, did, I, I didn't notice that. That actually, that actually makes the later scene worse. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that had happened. That makes the scene later worse, which is. <laughs> It's it's silly how many things I find out about this movie that make it worse. I know, right? <laughs> like I honestly, at this point, I honestly think the German dub might be a better way to experience this movie than the English. <laughs> um, but yeah, so miraculously, everybody else is out of the rubble, and they um, Dub Dibbenown tries to murder Milo with a pot. Oh yeah. And then his ass gets fucking turned into a sand coyote. It's wild. Right, yeah. Uh, they mm-hmm. they at some point they leave the cave and then they get sucked into a, a uh, real like a huge underground canyon with a bunch uh, of like build with a bunch of like old stone buildings. Yeah, that's where they are. Pottery. That's where Dub Dimino betrays them because yeah, is hey. it? I thought he betrayed them before that. Hmm. No, he he waits yeah. till they're in the city because they. They thought they just needed right, to yeah, put... He, okay, they do go to the city, and mm-hmm. then he shows up and immediately betrays them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you had a, a, ancient aliens making civilization. Now, uh, This is just a real conspiracy ancient... theory at this point. Ancient, yeah. a, ancient Atlanteans built... Although, I don't, I don't think they ever specifically nailed Arizona as the place of the ancient Atlanteans. That is true, I guess. But like With ancient aliens in a- ancient aliens in Arizona, ancient Atlanteans in Arizona. Of course, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. The letter A, <laughs> and all of the Native American cultures originated from this one place. Oh wait, hold on. The letter A. You know who the most important character in this movie must be? Who? Audrey, Audrey. Uh, or possibly Anna? In the oh. other translation, both of those start with A. Mm-hmm. She is in all of the parts. Oh yeah, that she is, is true. Which, uh, honestly, she the English dub of her also sounds just why, like the original. Yeah, that's why Milo couldn't beat Carnaby because he's couldn't really beat because he's lower than them in the alphabet. The only person who could beat Carnaby was Chikashi, who is also a C name and therefore equal to him in the alphabet. Yeah, the Atlantis alphabet theory. <laughs> also, it's like, what was he going? What do you think the pot is going to do to Milo? Because it just took a small filling of rocket to break it. Right, yeah. And the fucking shot puts a tiny stone she found on the floor at the pot and extremely breaks it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the wind spirits are mad that he's holding a broken pot because that's when they take him and not before. Mm-hmm. I know. And then and also Milo makes up. it sound like he was the one who called them because he's like, he's going to be, it's like, what's going on? And Milo's just on the ground and just angry. He whispers like, the, um, um, retribution. I mean, not retribution against him. Uh, uh, for not retribution for Milo. Retribution for like I don't know, breaking the pot and generally desecrating yeah. the it's like historical site. Milo's saying retribution, like referring to Conby being punished. Yeah, <laughs> given given the voice that they gave him in English, I think uh, strike another point for. The German, because that line actually goes kind of hard in German. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the um, the the coyotes show up and they eat Doug Demahome and turn him yeah, into. And they tur- yeah, they turn him into another coyote. 
And then for a second, you think that the whole gang is going to get killed by wind, and instead they just get brought out of the city. Well, he's like, because it's like <laughs> we can't let you go because you know too much. And my own key is like, we also have our own big secret, so we can keep yours too. And he's like, and prove like, it. Yeah, tell me this great secret. And Milo's, <laughs> Milo speaks for whole, for the whole team and goes, we can't. Which, <laughs> That's which, kind of dumb. Just literally just talk to people. Like, you found this, like, they, an Atlantean artifact in there. Obviously, there's something to do with Atlantis. Like, well, yes, turns out, if, they, if he had told him the secret, he would have failed the test and they would have become all coyotes. Yeah. Oh, huh. I guess yeah. secrecy is important. I don't understand why. He straight up, like, he straight up says, like, you you pass the test, you, or something like that. He's like, if you had told me the secret, then I would know that you could not keep this one as well. You have all passed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which, and like, all yeah, just piss it. Piss it. That was the test. He's like, see, Anna is the best character. I'm going to keep yeah. calling her that because that was her name in the German dub. Why they changed it, I don't know. <laughs> I just liked it better that way. Hey. It's also just so funny because I assume that the secret is Atlantis, and then this movie ends with them raising Atlantis up to the surface so that it can be part of the world again. That would probably have been like the season or series finale. My guess, at least, yeah. I think they just added that in because this was a movie. Yeah. Okay, but like that follows on directly from the third episode, so mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Well, they had to add the middle stuff because. Yeah. They had to connect the three random episodes together. That is true. That is true. <laughs> anyway, is there anything important left to do in episode two? No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, episode two is over. We go back to the framing device, and then the framing device actually becomes important to the plot, because the fucking spear that was on the wall of the framing device, mm-hmm. like, lodge, has yeah. been stolen. Has been stolen Should by... kept it in a class case. Yeah, yeah, it's been stolen by this rich industrialist who has gone proper bonkers. It is never explained, because he came here by lightning. This man has found actual magic already. Also... Wait, yeah, that does happen. What the fuck? Also, side note, when they're doing the slideshow of him, where they mention, like, the market crash, they just show a picture of his face. My my brain just immediately... Me when the market crashes because he had yeah, the guy just he looks he looked like a, he he uh he looked vaguely like the character from like traditional like cartoon animation yeah inter <laughs> MFW the stock market crashes mm-hmm. damn but anyway yeah Any, anyway I'm go- uh this is the part that I also did a little bit of research on though not as much as fucking Trondheim because mm-hmm. they absolutely butcher the fuck out of Norse mythology it's unreal. They- yeah. <laughs> Granted, a lot of people do, but that's yeah. not an excuse. Okay, but this is worse than usual. Yeah. They also, like, the one thing that anybody knows about Iceland is that it's actually really green, because Greenland is the one that's actually... Okay, but there are, there are like, snow-capped mountains on Iceland. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. That's true, but, like, they act like it's, like, fucking... Don't you Antarctica. remember that news story from, like, a decade ago where there was this, uh... Where all flights anywhere near Iceland were shut down by the eruption of the volcano that no one knew how the fuck to pronounce because it has a long Icelandic name. No, I did not. I did not remember this. I 
kind of do. <laughs> but yeah. The only oh thing God. this thing is like that there's a volcano. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it erupted in 2010 and caused a nervous disruption to air travel across northern and western Europe for mm-hmm. a week, and no one could figure out how to pronounce it. That's really for funny. For understandable reasons, I'm about to... I, I, because, which you will see when I post the Wikipedia article and you see what the name is. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You are welcome to try. Yeah. I will not. Yeah, there's an Arknights character named after that. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it's A.F. Yoko. Yeah. Something a lot like that. Anyway, though, um, yeah, so yeah. some business this guy... This guy has found magic and has power over a wolf and two ravens, and that's how and he and broke he in. Stereot- and he has a stereotypical Viking hat. Yeah. And I want to clarify that him having a castle in Iceland predated him finding magic. He bought mm-hmm. that, apparently got obsessed with... Did they with say it's in Iceland? Because I was convinced it was, yeah. also, it was just also in Norway. No, this entire movie, they're calling it Iceland in the English dub. Huh. But in what his made a lot more sense? Huh. All the narratives regarding Iceland are mainly found in Old Norse works. All the narratives regarding Odin are mainly found in Old Norse works recorded in Iceland, primarily around the 13th century. Huh. <laughs> okay, maybe it's not so weird that it's in Iceland. Huh. But yeah, like the whole the whole thing in um, the biography. Anyway, I'm like... going to start sprinkling in Odin facts. Um, Yay. Odin failed. He, he has two ravens, but only one wolf. Yeah, um, but yeah, two of each. Gary, Frecky, Hugin, Moon. Obsessed with like Norse culture and bought a castle in Norway, and everyone started calling him the modern day Odin, even though like. Well, they call him that because he named the castle Asgard. That's right. He but did. Also, he named like that doesn't make any fucking sense anyway. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's not. Odin wasn't a business guy. But also, like, just because he's like the most important one, and maybe sometimes the king of the the king of Asgard doesn't mean like just being the guy who built Asgard makes you Odin. Yeah, Odin's like <laughs> this dude got his fortune from selling fucking yachts and shit. That's not Odin. That's- yeah, Odin would be the guy who Odin's never serious. He's basically a trickster god. Yeah, Is he? there's a lot of weird shit that happens in this one. Yeah. Wait, is he a trickster god? That part I wasn't super... He's like, technically, he isn't labeled as one, but he acts like one. He does do a lot of... He does get up to a lot of trickster shit, interestingly enough. That explains the character of Marvel, then. It's, like, also a... Like, I think it's... Marvel Odin is actually less tricksy than mythological Odin. Yeah, there's, like, one legend of, like, Thor just walking around and he needs to go across a river and he goes to like take this one boat and it's like hey boat keeper can you sell me across the river real quick I'll pay you and the boat keeper is actually Odin in disguise that he just does a whole bunch of yo mama jokes set for to make him piss what the fuck <laughs> why would you do this to your son he just needed a boat I don't understand because it would be funny. <laughs> you know you're not wrong. It is funny. If it MCU wasn't cowards, a modern <laughs> Odin would have a TikTok and he would be honestly Odin would be one of those like TikTok YouTube pranksters that no one likes. <laughs> you just got all fathered. <laughs> huh. Yeah, he would be he the guy who just to... goes into people's houses and calls it uh, a prank. 
Uh, real, real Odin story. He gets he pranks someone by getting into a riddle contest with them. Oh uh, shit! While disguised, and then he he eventually wins by t- uh, there's there's some sort of rule in place that you can only ask questions that you actually know the answer to. Uh, and he eventually wins uh, by ask by asking the riddle. Uh, what did Odin say to his son uh, at his funeral? Which obviously only Odin could ever know. Yeah. Like, he whispered it in his ear. So, the only two people could know it, and one of them was dead at the time, and is still dead. That's so... Yeah, the the guy that he's talking to, that he's having the real contest with, suddenly realizes that he's talking to Odin. (laughs) That's some Bilbo Baggins, what do I have in my pocket bullshit. And also, Odin would not want Ragnarok to happen, because he does not want to die. Yeah, Odin, is, Odin, along with a whole bunch of people, are prophesied to die in Ragnarok. In 46. Yeah, the whole Go thing with anyway. the story of Ragnarok is that it's like a ironic get to bed. situation that the fact what? that Odin actively tries to stop Ragnarok from happening basically okay. causes it to happen. Huh. I'm sorry. Wait for a minute. What happened? So... Odin would not want Ragnarok to happen. Like, his whole, like, whenever mention of Ragnarok comes up in the original myths, Odin is always actively trying to stop it from happening. Yeah, that was... Like, like, actively, that. Like, anyway, everything he does do to more, stop it... Do, uh, let's go through the uh, plot and we'll do more Odin talk as it becomes relevant. Yeah, okay. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Sweet tags out Ultra Vinny. They go yeah. flying over Iceland. They... There's a bit where Audrey has Vinny fly the plane, but also talks about how whole Odin can't be a real thing because yeah. gods can't exist. And then Vinny starts listing off. Well, I feel like this bit would have been better if this was part of an entire series. Yeah, right. But... And like later on, and he was listing like 30 different things. Mm-hmm. But since he was just listing like three things the Kraken, yeah. Jakasi, and the Crystal from Atlantis. Yeah, yeah that would have worked, but I, I, I feel like this entire episode with the raising of the Atlantis at the end was supposed to be like a season finale. Or possibly yeah, a series finale. Yeah, but anyway, Vinny almost crashes the plane because he's not, hold, like, not steering while he's listing things at all. So, yeah. yeah, and then they actually crash the plane because. Uh, a mountain up. And, well, they because, see that the castle is floating in the sky. Yeah, they see that Asgard is floating in the sky. That doesn't really make sense, but okay. Like, this doesn't have anything to do with anything. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, yeah, a frost giant appears. It's not sure. a frost giant. It's literally just a... a, a it, uh, it's uh, the, the, the guy from Frozen. You know Frozen, <laughs> the Disney movie? Watchmaya? Yeah, Marsh- it's Marshmallow from Frozen. I mean, basically. I super did not even catch that that was supposed to be a frost giant. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a frost giant, and then later there's a fire giant, except none of them, except neither of them make any goddamn fucking sense. I know. Anyway, they crash, but still get onto the castle somehow. I forget. I think I they crash on the piece of land that the, crash, that the castle is on. It's very unclear. Yeah. They, yeah, they almost so. and they make mold dig up. That comes later. That does come later. Uh, yeah, anyway, they, so go they go into the castle, castle and, like, make, um, what was his name? Hellstorm. 
is doing his Odin cosplay. Yeah, is there fucking Hellstrom? God. Yeah, and spelled Hellstorm. I hate that. You sure? All right. Yeah, on, on Variki, they spelled it as Hellstorm, but I think it is just Hellstrom. Oh, on Wikipedia, it's spelled Hellstrom. But Wikipedia is not entirely accurate. Apparently. Uh, also, Kantan. But yeah, anyway, he, um, he immediately calls Milo, Loki, and Kida. Well, um, not immediately. Milo tries to talk some senses in, into him, and he is immediately convinced that Milo is trying to trick him and is therefore, and therefore must be Loki. Because only yeah. Loki could ever possibly try to trick him. Hello, well, uh, grave misunderstandings of North mythology. Hmm. That just doesn't make any fucking sense. They've been tricked plenty of times. Well, the thing is that I think he just pegged him as, like, immediately marked him as his Loki. Because before he, Milo even says anything, he notices Milo and goes, I know you. That's right. Huh. But then Milo but, tries to talk to him, he, and then he says, I know you, you're Loki. Yeah. I but see. what that would actually be is that he probably knew, like, Milo's grandpa along with Mr. Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then, and then another fun, uh, not not Norse mythology compliant things happen. Uh, Kida tries <laughs> to talk some sense into him. Uh, says that the spear was her father's, and Odin, Odin parlays this into uh, her being uh, apparently his daughter uh, Brunhild. Uh, Odin, the god, never attested as having any children. Brunhild is a totally unrelated Valkyrie. Yeah, I can't. Did not think she was his daughter. I, again, not super familiar with Norse mythology, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Brynhild Brynhild is something to do with like Fafnir, I think. In both traditions, she is instrumental in bringing about the death of the Sigurd, of the death of the hero Sigurd or Siegfried, after he deceives her into marrying the Burgundian king Gunther or Gunnar. Gunther. In those traditions, the immediate cause for her desire to have to have Siegfried murdered is a quarrel with the hero's mm. wife, Gudrun or Kriemhild. And in the yeah, Scandinavian also... tradition, but not in the continental tradition, Brunhild kills herself after Sigurd's death. Womp womp. Mm-hmm. Also, another Odin fact: until after one of Loki's pranks killed um, Balder, him and Loki, Odin and Loki were basically best friends because they were yeah. both full tricksters. That, that was the inciting incident for, for no one liking Loki anymore. Yeah, and uh, they actually, am- uh, you know what's relevant to this? Uh, in, in at least one tradition, Loki is the guy who got Odin his spear, Gungnir. Matt! Mm-hmm. As, 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 as reparations for him cutting Sif's hair, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and also, Odin's horse... The one with six legs is Loki's son. Eight, eight legs, yeah. Eight legs. Because... Yeah, Loki, it's Slepnir. Loki's Slepnir's mom. That's yeah. right. How about that? He's <laughs> also, he also had a wolf child. Uh, Fenrir, yes. The, yep. the, the wolf that's destined to, I think, like, eat Odin. Mm-hmm. Like that? Yeah. Ow. Uh, man, it's so wild that Odin... That Loki was like, oh no, we're about to have to pay this guy some impossible price for the job that he that we have contracted him to do for us. Uh, I know, I'll go fuck a horse, and that will solve yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Loki, and it does, it works! 
fucking the horse turns out to be a perfectly reasonable solution to the problem that they're having. You know? And also, the punishment that Odin gives Loki for after he finds out that Loki is the reason why Baldur was killed is that... Wasn't it to have his liver ripped out by eagles forever? Um, that was Prometheus. That's Prometheus. Yeah, that's Prometheus. Loki's punishment was that he was put in a cave, like tied to a rock well, yeah, in a gets, cave, and a snake and would drip venom down. Yeah, he, he gets venom in his eyes forever. Mm-hmm. That, the, Which Loki's and, wife is allowed to stay there to hold a bowl over his face to keep the point venom from dripping on his, into his eyes. No, what's the point? The, well, that's but the reason she is be because she has to dump the. Bowl sometimes, and that's how we get earthquakes. Yeah, because Loki right. is in extreme pain because you know. Yeah, but anyway, he, sure. that leads to Ragnarok because Loki eventually gets out of that and frees his yeah. children, and and he's pissed. Yeah, and sure. all right, it's time to go eat, Grandpa. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, technically, oh. Loki isn't even. I think Loki's technically older than Odin. But anyway, back to the movie. Gosh. Um, 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 Hellstrom, like, uses the spear to have everyone but Keedith fall into a hole. This is where where they make space them by digging upwards. For a moment, Keedith thinks they're dead, but she sees Mole rift up a stone square to give her a thumbs up, and she leads Hellstrom away. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, he takes her to her. She, she wakes up wearing a new outfit, which is a bit creepy. Yeah, you know, yeah. her fits in this movie are incredible, though. Yeah, don't get me wrong; it's mm-hmm. neat, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, oh. then he makes a fireman. Yeah, dragons happen, and they go to a volcano. There's a tussle while. <laughs> the lava man just kind of like just stands there and watches. Where is Doctor Evil's secret volcano lair? Mm-hmm. Which some of the, like during that whole like fight, there's some scenes where I know the fire giant is standing straight up, but some just just sometimes looks like he's just lounging. Yeah, he's you know. just chilling. <laughs> also, like the fire giant and the frost giant fight, and this doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, well. This, like, during the fight, there's a bit of a lava, a lizard dog being tossed into the lava. Which I, which would be, have been a lot more suspenseful if they didn't already show earlier in the movie that they can definitely survive this. Yeah. Well, it's also mentioned that he was born in lava. Yeah. What, in that I episode? don't think it was meant to be spe- suspenseful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a better movie when I wasn't sure whether or not it, it, it had survived. <laughs> But yeah, back in the uh, first part, when he, like, curled up to take a nap in the fireplace, Keita was like, well, he wasn't born in lava. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's fair. But, <laughs> yeah, anyway, he, this is why the wolf runs off. No idea where the ravens rent. They're just they not just, there they, anymore. They just, they get scared out, and they just leave. Yeah. They just leave. They're like, fuck this. Let's go bother some sad, uh, some sad Elizabethan guy. But, yeah, anyway, he, Keita, I think it was either Keto or Myers able to knock the spear out of Hellstrom's hands, and the fire giant immediately picks it up and it's like, 
Well, yeah. Going to do my version of this guy's plan. I'm in charge now, and he <laughs> just, and he tries to do Ragnarok. I guess. Yeah, I guess him and the ice giant team up by holding the spear together. And like one of them starts shooting fire into the sky, one of them starts shooting ice into the sky. Into the earth. Oh, that was it. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. Um, they figure out a plan where Vinny blows up the mountaintop to cause an avalanche, which I feel like a lot of the budget went into this one shot of <laughs> Vinny like about to blow it because of the shadows. Huh. I didn't even notice. Same. I didn't notice either. Like anyway, Vincenzo gets to ha- Vincenzo, Vincenzo. He gets to have his cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I killed a guy. For some reason, the at- snow from the avalanche hurts the fire giant, even though it's always standing on snow. Right. <laughs> sure, dude, and this, causes, this causes more explosions to happen also, to hurt the like, ice giant. I don't know of any like really important frost giants but there is a very specific important fire giant in ragnarok that i was going to mention real quick mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in, um, y'all know anything about cert no was he the guy that was in thor i think that was a really bad that may or may not have been a really bad cert but cert is cert is a a, a giant so like a very a very uh, the traditional giant like a very tall man yeah with a with a flaming sword, cool. With well, a very bright sword, I, I guess I just mm. thought that would mean a fiery sword, eh. and that he he would he, he would have he would fight Frere. Yeah. The next stanza relates that Odin is to be killed by the Wolfenrier, and that Surtur will go to battle against Belly's Bane, accounting for the god Frere who sl- who slew the Jotun Belly. No further detail is given about the fight between Surtur and Frere in the poem. Mm-hmm. And it says the following number of gods and their opponents are described as, do- as doing battle at Ragnarok, and that the world will be consumed in flame. Yet afterward, a new ri- world rises from the sea, fertile and teeming with life. And the surviving gods, hey, wait a minute. Also, hey, wait a minute. A new world is rising from the sea after Ragnarok. Hmm. Mm. But mm. so to finish up for Ragnarok story, the um Loki. Has a metal moment where he dies on the Bifrost, but his final speech is basically like, "Yeah, I'm dying, but I still won, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, what cool. I wanted. I'm going out how I chose. I killed all the people that I wanted dead. I am happy with this death. And oh. then everyone's <laughs> dead besides um, Thor's two sons, and Bald is back to life. Hey, and um. There's two humans who survived all the bullshit that happened. That might be Christianization. Yeah. May or may not be Christianization. There's another part later that is definitely Christianization, Mm -hmm. but that might also be Christianization. The Boulder part might also be Christianization, because that's just Jesus. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the Christianization is Boulder and Thor's two sons are supposed to be like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Really? Uh, I yeah. thought that I thought that the two sons were just their two sons. Oh. Like that that's from other like Modi um uh, like, and uh and Magni. Like I'm sure like they're uh, definitely figures in the actual mythology. I just think that they was left a, in the yeah, Christianized the, version. The two son- yeah, the two sons like succeeding Thor is just mm-hmm. a thing in in mythology. Yeah. 
the the fucking riddle contest. A riddle contest. The na- the fucking the third poem in the poetic edda. I can't pronounce the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a con. It's a conversation in verse form between Os- Odin and Frigg, and subsequently b- between Odin and a giant whose name I can't pronounce. Yay! Y'all, my laptop just died. I think I'm gonna oh, yeah, have to on- use the audio. All right. Yeah. On arriving <laughs> at on arriving at the Jotun's hall, Odin seeks to obtain the Jotun's wisdom through the classic mechanism of whittle of a wisdom contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, his response is to accept the wanderer in his hall, and only allow him to leave alive if the wanderer proves to be wire. Uh. Master, master of of dissimulation. I don't know what Wikipedia is talking about here. Attempts to pass himself off as a different man who isn't Odin and uh, beseeches like travelers' hospitality. Huh. Weird. And then okay. and then well, they get up to a riddle game. Uh, sure. Yeah, the, the giant wagers his head. Odin wagers his his death, and Odin wins by asking him. A question that only he knows the answer to. What what did Odin whisper in Baldur's ear before he was put on the funeral pyre? Yay! Okay, so my laptop came back up and it's still recording, so I guess I'm good. <laughs> anyway, my guess that considering the well, Odin's personality, what he whispered was probably something like, "I fucked your mom." <laughs> crumble, crumble. But anyway, back to the actual movie. I don't even uh, know. Back to, the, back to the actual movie. The two giants go away, I guess. Well, they fight each other and lose the spear. Kita picks up the spear and then shoots the lasers at the giants and they die. Yeah, the spear shoots lasers. I'm not sure why. Atlant- Atlantis yet. Yeah. Because, why? because Atlanteans why use laser beams. Duh. There's a running joke about how Mole likes Eclairs, which comes into play when. Odin uses the spear's laser beams to drop everyone into the pit, and then Mole digs a big hole back into the mountain, back into the flying island, and rescues them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Akita uses the spear to put the to put the flying island back down where it belongs, and that also ruins the castle at the same time, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Well, and they um, go back to they, they go Atlantis, back to Atlantis, and she the uses the spear to bring up. Atlantis to the surface. Yeah, and this little girl's yeah, like the spear and the crystal. It's important that you, that the crystal's also there. Yeah, the yeah. Spear and the crystal. Yeah, and like this, just a fishing boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the movie ends how it begins, fucking over a bunch of fishermen for no reason. Yeah, yeah and like this, like two of them on deck the at first. Fishermen. So like, this is like I'm pretty sure this is a different group of fishermen. It's gotta it's, be right. Like it shows like two guys yeah, on deck and as Atlantis is coming out of the ocean, you can see a third guy come out. <laughs> yeah, and they get covered in fish because the because yeah. the upswell of the waves is putting all the fish. And the girl, what's that, Queen Kita? And she picks the little girl up and is like, "It's the sun." And then we get a narration about how well, the world was changed after that for the better. Yeah. Let's ignore the fact that um. Bunch of coastal towns and cities would probably flood it. You know, aside from that. I mean, honestly, Atlantis isn't that large, and, like, all of the water would just go to the place that it used to be in anyway. It would flood the underwater volcano. Probably probably wouldn't change sea levels all that much in the long run. Would probably cause some gnarly rogue waves, though. 
On the other hand, rogue waves also usually just kind of dissipate before they get to land. No, I like to think that this destroyed um, Kraken Guard specifically. Okay, like, yeah, that would be funny. Isn't like, the town built right on the edge of a cliff? Like, I'm so like, glad they don't that have to, they don't have to walk very far between leaving the bu- the building that they were in and falling off the edge of a cliff in the middle of the fog. Yeah, they were really only walking long enough to complain about how foggy it was. I'm pretty sure that Kraken Guard is built right on the edge of the cliff, and eventually the sea is going to erode away the cliff, and the town's going to fall into the sea. Good, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> Two that days after... happens when Atlantis goes up. That's why the world's better for us. <laughs> yeah, the wave just fucking smacks into... The, the wave fucking percussively smacks into the, the, the mountain, and, like, some fucking resonant frequency bullshit happens in the... <laughs> and a huge chunk of rock just just landslides off into the ocean with like a Is house it a deposit of old blood just under the stone? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, blood from Bloodborne. Yeah. Blood for the blood god. I don't know. But that yeah, one. that's how the movie ends. And that's movie, and we'll pick up tomorrow. And that's tomorrow. the end. <laughs> da, 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 da. We'll, t- we'll, do- we'll take questions tomorrow and we'll like and add anything that we missed that was really important. Mm-hmm. It'll be nothing. If I'm we don't do the exact same thing as we did tonight with but with Cat. I'm going to say something that might sound a little racist, so I need you to promise me that you'll cut it if it's too racist. Okay. I think Kita kind of looks Native American. I think that's kind of what they're going for, to be honest. Okay, cool. I was just correct. Like, when yeah. she talks to Kita, Takashi, I'm like, yes, these two people are very are like the same race. How do they not notice this? Right. But yeah, I think that's kind of yeah. what they're going for. Is that like I, okay? But like, and like, the rest of her people look a lot like her, like ethnically. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. they saying that Native Americans are Atlantean? To some degree, I think so. They also in the first movie pulled some bullshit of like. Their language is a proto dialect that all languages came from. That's fucking bu- like, yeah. There is a proto di- there is a proto dialect that a whole bunch of languages came from. You know what? It's fucking incomprehensible to any any modern speaker of any of those languages. Yeah, I, but that's I think like- the Atlanteans are supposed to be like a smash up of Native American and and Southeastern Asian cultures. Yeah. Really? Huh. Uh, which would make them not European in any way, even though no. Atlantis is like historic, is like mythologically in Europe. Yeah, I think there are some people who say Atlantis. If you read the descriptions, it's just Crete, that island off the coast of Italy. Huh? I've heard that it was Doggerland. I mean, do what? It is alleged, like Doggerland. Do you not know about a... Doggerland? I don't know. Do, do you seriously not know about Doggerland? I don't know. What that is no. Uh, it's a fucking. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a giant landmass that connected Britain to continental Europe that sank around 6,000 BCE. Oh, damn. It is now the Dogger Bank, which you may have heard of. But yeah, it used to be a rich habit, it, it used to be like a rich habitat with human habitation in the Mesolithic. You can Where? find, like, archaeology shit there. Prehistoric tools, weapons, and bits of large mammals. Yeah, I damn. I've forgotten the name of the place, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Doggerland. Yeah. The, like, the last remaining islands were probably somewhere in the Atlantic. Were probably, before it all sank, were probably somewhere in the Atlantic. 
between like uh I, it looks like it was between like northern england and denmark oh. roundabouts there i don't know if the greeks would have ever gone far en- if the greeks or the romans would have ever gone far enough north to be there and i don't think and i'm not sure it was even still around when they were like writing all their shit but who knows maybe it was so there's some of like homer has like we have records of some of the letters that homer had writ- written which Homer, like, seemed to be the guy who invented the story of, or made the story of Atlantis. This, but basically, in the letter, he, like, someone's asking him about Atlantis, and he basically just says, "If you actually believe in Atlantis, you're, you're an idiot." Also, yeah, it was it was allegorical. Yeah, it was allegorical. It was specifically like fucking like had sort of kind of Sparta. Like he was he was just making shit up. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted Athens to be more like Sparta and be more cool. Wild. Yeah. And that's the show. <laughs> yeah. See you in. Um, hey, God. <laughs> okay, so anyway, question. potatoes aren't hot, so I'm putting them back in <laughs> on a higher temperature. That's, that's fair. Um, so anyway, questions. Because, hey, Kat, we covered the movie last night. Hey, who's who's this new party member that we have? (laughs) Oh, shit. My dad gave me the password to his Disney Plus account so I could watch the actual movie in English, but I forgot. My bad. Oh. You should have told me. I don't let you use mine. Same. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Well, now you know in the future you can use mine or Steven's if you need to. Yar. I mean, unless you just want to watch any any other movies in German. And be our German correspondent. I don't speak German! <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, I know, like, one person who speaks German. Pokemon Challenges speaks German. If you watch no, him. Okay, I don't know Jan. I That's know of it. him, but I don't know him. There's, uh, there's a girl in... There's a person, I forgot what their gender was, in one of my various servers. The one I invited Maple to, and none of the rest of you. Nah. Uh, okay... Oh yes, girl. She her pronouns. I'm pretty sure she's German. Cool. I mean, there's a lot of people from I don't know somewhere in Europe in this server. <laughs> I know there's at least one Swede, but I think the Norwegian is like busy or something because I haven't said anything Mer- for a while. But yeah, yeah. Who's this new party member for this episode, but not for any of the other episodes? <laughs> you mean Cat? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Steven. <laughs> Fuck you, Jojo. Quit laughing. How about you introduce yourself, stranger? Cat, <laughs> who are you? I am Cat. I promise I am not dead. There's just been an, un- there's been an unfortunate com- a combination of allergies kicking my ass and just, you know, the sleepies. That's also fair. Artie, get over here. All right, Cat. Explain the entire movie in, in thirty seconds. Go ninety seconds. Go or that <laughs> crazy dude thinks he's Odin, and lots of weird shenanigans shit happens. Okay, that's the third one. Now what about the other two? Episode one. There's a crack and they blow it up. It dies. Cliffhanger. <laughs> Episode two. Weird Native American shit happens in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, that's honestly, that's it. That's like 100% it. <laughs> this was mostly a bitch of bully cat, but thank you for answering. <laughs> anyway, Christian time. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I did rewatch the movie. I didn't. Right before. Well. <laughs> I rewatched. I skipped to the part where they said the town's name in the English dub. Oh, right. The first part, and it is Krakenstad. Okay. Okay, cool. So Wikipedia is just wrong, and I did all that Tron, <laughs> and I did all that Tron time research for nothing. <laughs> to be fair, he does mention the, ta- the town. I guess oh, Trondheim th- is just the nearest city. Wait, hold on. If Trondheim is the nearest city, then my point about the fjord still stands. This yeah. place does not have a direct in to the... <laughs> Uh, to the ocean. There's a big, like, winding inlet that you have to go through to get to the ocean from here. Now, Ash, are you saying that we should trust Wikipedia over a t- a Disney movie that made tens of dollars? Look, you can go look at a map and, <laughs> and see what tra- see where Trondheim is. If this are you is saying that Disney would lie no to us? <laughs> yes. You could do that? Lie on the internet? Lie oh, in yeah, a movie? Disney? The famously normal and reputable company that made Song of the South? <laughs> oh my god. If that ever uh. gets... Okay, preemptively, if that ever gets put on Disney+, Plus, I'm gonna go ahead and give that one a hard no. Yeah. Yeah. What did I have? Yeah, unless we were able to get a, like, a expert on that time period and <laughs> social issues. Yeah. And even then, it would be kind of like, hmm. What did this movie But make? anyway, question time. One sec, one sec, I want to see how much this movie made. It doesn't say. That's probably not good. Well, it was a... This was a direct-to-TV movie. Oh, fuck, that's right. Never mind, it wouldn't have it listed. There would be no box office. <laughs> okay, one sec. Never mind, I thought I had a yarn, but I didn't. As I was coming well, back here to record... first question comes from um, Steppenort. My son is actively dying because I said... <laughs> Uh, that post instead of teaching him chess immediately, you all. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and similarly... So, I don't I... know how this, how this connects to the movie, but mm, sounds like you should have just taught your kid te- chess immediately. I guess I should have. Also, semi-related, as I was coming back to record tonight, I told him I wouldn't be, t- I wouldn't be that long. And he was like, oh man, I wanted you to record long so I could keep watching my videos. <laughs> it's got priorities. <laughs> By the way, I don't know about how much it made, but it current this movie currently has a five and even five out of ten stars on IMDb. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so I'm looking at the questions right now. Number the first question is what happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Hell I'm gonna yeah. go back to front. Evening TV is still around. You can just go watch television if you own a television. It's just, <laughs> just that ever since the internet was invented, fewer people have... Also, like, physical papers are still around, but the industry has declined so much that they can no longer afford to actually pay people to deliver papers because so few people actually want physical papers. God, that's second true. of all, milkmen do still exist in some countries... But they're extinct in the United States specifically because the wide availability of Milk. reasonably sized refrigerators and rural electrification. Yes. However, my grandma was a milk lady, and she is how old is Doris? Hang on. Let's see. My dad is in I his sixties. Back, back like then, like pr- nineteen, refrigerators were a lot more expensive, and also probably didn't work as well. Yeah. 
Seems like right at I mean, 80, that's, I that's think. What the chlorofluor- that's what the chlorofluorocarbons are for. They're refrigerants. Blah. We don't yeah, there use you them go. anymore, but they were really helpful for refrigerators back when they were still legal because they were really good at the problem with all of these things that kill the atmosphere so much is that they're really good at their jobs. Yeah, in fact, it turns out maybe a little too good. You'd like <laughs> lead, very tasty, does stop engines from knocking. That is true. Chlorofluorocarbons, highly <laughs> effective refrigerant gases. They also murder the atmosphere by literally Fucking just still oil. doing the same thing. Like fossil fuels are one of the mo- are pretty much the densest energy source known to man, other than radioactive material, other than radioactive minerals. Nice. Just because Artie. hydrocarbons are incredibly efficient at storing energy, chemically speaking. Artie, come here. Yes, you get over here. Like, like. Statistically speaking, the thing that is in your pocket with the highest amount of chemical potential energy isn't your cell phone battery. Oh, yeah. It's your hand. Dude. And yet, per the Matrix, we do make inefficient batteries. But I'm not going to hold that against the Wachowskis because apparently their I mean, original yeah, the, idea was the. Uh, I mean, here. the thing about hydrocarbons is that it's very inefficient to turn that energy into anything useful. Yeah, there you go, yeah. But also, as I was saying, uh, I know it's in the side, but I'm not going to hold that against the Wachowskis because apparently the original idea was that the robots were using humans as processors and whoever the editor, or not editor, yeah, because I think they also did a graphic novel version of The Matrix. Anyway, whoever it was at the studio was like, no, nobody's going to understand that. Make it something uh, something easier. They're like, all right, I mean, fucking batteries. Yeah, human. Yeah, humans do have an innate electrical system. I, I know this because of personal health reasons that I am... Willing and able to talk about, but are completely irrelevant right now. But they're not actually all that powerful, yeah. electrically speaking. But, but, but. Anyway, what was the next anyway, question? Next, uh, if you had to cross over Full House with a Disney animated film, which would you pick? Not this one. Next. No. <laughs> gargoyles. Um. I, would, I would say gargoyles because I think the kids, especially the ones that the Olsen twins play, would just wreak havoc. Uh, I've never seen Full House, so I'm just thinking of arbitrary sitcoms. You're not I wrong. Mean, I accurate. watched a lot of Full House when I was a kid. I also haven't seen Full House, so I'm just going to say Leo and Stitch. Yeah, and actually, just replace the characters with Leo and Stitch and the other experiments. That'd work. That worked. Uh, yeah. That actually would work. Uh, it would. Turning Red? <laughs> yeah, Turning Red would work. <clears throat> Honestly, anything that's like, ooh, uh, Inside Out. Honestly, I would say cross them over with Aladdin, just for the jokes. Why? Because um, I forgot the name of DJ's boyfriend, but he's voiced by Aladdin, <laughs> or he's played by oh, the guy who voiced oh. Aladdin. That's huh. why there's an episode where they go to Disneyland, and he shows up dressed as Aladdin, and he's like, ha! Just like uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement voiced kids. Oh yeah, he's dressed as Aladdin, the character who's allowed to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin's law. <laughs> Aladdin's, Aladdin's law. exception. <laughs> Aladdin's exception. You're right. You're right. But yeah, just like Jonathan Taylor Thomas um, voiced Kid Simba in, and was also in Home Improvement along with Tim Allen who voiced Woody. No, Buzz. I keep forgetting which Buzz. one voiced which. And so there's an episode where it's Halloween and kids come to the We're door dressed as Simba. Like that. I sorry. And kids come to the door dressed as Simba and as Buzz, and he gives extra candy to the kid dressed as Simba. <laughs> That's, that's nice. funny. That's that's joke. Yeah, that's a joke. That is it's uh, a joke. Is good. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you think of the ABC Evening TV Show universe? Uh, the fucking what? I don't. Is the um, thing. <laughs> I think this is like um, 
Was it Muppets Tonight on ABC? Maybe. Because I do, I do like Muppets Tonight. Or the Muppet Friday Night thing. It's time to start the music. It's Hold on, I'm looking, um, at the web, I'm looking at ABC's website for their schedule. Artie. Artie. I want to say this is an old thing. Probably. But I think there's like... like Artie. I know there's an animated show of oh, General Sabrina Hospital, the Teenage Desperate Housewives. Genital Hospital. Sort of <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Boring answer, but yeah. I don't. What do, you, what do you think of it? We don't. <laughs> yeah, what do we think of it? We don't. Do you think, I don't know uh, what it is. And it's we actively try not to. Uh, right now, they, uh, right now on Freeform West, they have on Pitch Perfect, which will be segueing soon into Pitch Perfect 2. There okay, you go. Perfect they own a lot of channels. This is this is enormous, actually. This is an enormous list. Too big if true. Also, why do they have different schedules for their East and West distributors? I don't but know. Only some of the time. <laughs> like I don't know. It's uh, wild. Apparently, apparently East, apparently East, uh, F, apparently FFX FXX East is six episodes further into Family Guy than FXX West is. Nice. Interesting. Uh, Not that they're really going to miss much of the story there, but... Yeah. Oh, all of these questions have been coming from Deep Sea, by the way, so sorry about that, Deep Sea. Uh, the next one was, do you think Atlantis Milo's Return would have made a good TV show? And listen, yeah. the thing is, I don't think it would have been would, a good TV I show. It would be at, at, I would argue it would be at least okay, maybe even good, but firmly for children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would be like Atlantis okay. name only. I think it would have been strongly mid- <laughs> Okay. Yes. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit better than mid. This. I think it had the potential to be good. They, these just like some of these like these episodes had good bits in them. I think they would have been solidly mid episode mid episodes in a show that had the potential to have genuinely good ones. Okay, yeah, there you go. That's okay. that's a good one. I do have a because I mentioned this as something that I sort of had opinions about in the first half of this episode. So mm. who if we're comparing it, well, compared to say like the Tarzan TV show, uh, I do oh, think okay. it would actually end up being really good. Because I, I do remember show. there being really good episodes cool. of the Tarzan show, but also being like, also since the Tarzan show being kind of a mixed bag of good episodes, mid episodes, and kind of mm, episodes. Yeah. That's so I right. think that would be the same case for these three, kind of like being the somewhat mid-tier episodes that's in the first season. I, I do think, think that if it had had more setup, I, I do think that if it had a bit more setup, the third episode w- would have made a pretty good season finale. Yeah. 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 I don't think it would have been as good as the Hercules animated show, though. <laughs> that one was actually decent. Artie. Yeah. Come here. And the Aladdin show was pretty good, too. Come here. Which one? Didn't those the two Aladdin cross over one? at some point? Yeah, yeah, that one had its moments too. No, I can remember Aladdin and Hercules crossing yeah. over. Hercules, Hercules crossed over with something, but I don't remember what. Artie, come here. Yeah, there was like Aladdin and Hercules crossover. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, he did what in his cup? Uh, Yusuf, uh, do you think Atlantis would have made a good King, uh, Kingdom Hearts world? I think it would have. Depending on which okay. game you put it so, in, but yeah. Um, do y'all care about spoilers for the fan fiction? No, not, I mean, yeah. eh. So, remember what I said uh, there isn't any... Well, you know when I said there wasn't any Disney stuff in the first book, well, first fanfic, but there is in the second? 
Yes. Brandon Davis alive with the first one because I forgot Merlin Maleficent are in the first fanfic. But, but anyway, in the second fanfic, they go to Atlantis. <laughs> what? Nice. That's, that's hilarious. That's wild. Which, which at the time, granted, Neat. when we eventually get to that stuff, I'm probably going to be like, why did I think this was a good idea? But <laughs> for some reason, when I read that fanfic, it, it put in my mind that in the crack ship of oh, no. Riku and Kida. <laughs> oh, Lord. Rikita. Because, because, because Kida was in it and she was aged down. Oh, to be no. the same age as this, the. Sora, Riku, Roxas, Kari, and Namine. <laughs> oh no. Cowards. <laughs> Fucking rock that cradle, uh, did, did you pronounce their names correctly? <laughs> um, Work for me? Not their true names. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Alright, next question. Deep Sea, related to the above, which Keyblade builders would you send to the Atlantis world in the Kingdom Hearts game? Uh, I mean, well, obviously... Rick, Rick, can get it. Aqua... Aqua because he who water and they desperately need more women. Yeah, right? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, that's also fair. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie would be okay in it. Yeah. Aqua or Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, actually, there could be some interesting play with Sion going. Or Nomine. Fuck Nomine. She can get eaten by a Kraken. Rude. Also, she's not a Keyblade Builder, as far as I know. Yet. Yeah, yet. <laughs> Fucking give it a minute. Uh. Aurora's Return says, what character from the sequel feels the most different from their movie counterpart? I feel like we kind of... I haven't seen the first one. (laughs) Yeah, right. I feel like we kind of touched on this off and on. Mole isn't so much different as just that he's ascended from Dirt Pervert to full-on Earth Avatar. Yeah, Yeah, I think the most different is Kida herself. Yeah, God. Because it's a just don't head down. Yeah. Yeah. She was a total <laughs> badass in the first strong, one. So she had to be nerfed. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Kida Don't too make powerful, a please nerf. requires you nerfing the characters. Looking at you, fucking Boruto. <laughs> Approximately how many, episodes, uh, how many episodes of the hypothetical show would be Dirt, uh, dirt Pervert Spotlight episodes? I mean, based on it the 100... Like, okay. It would be like an Easter egg. An no, Easter question. no. Oh, question for this question. Are you going by pure for... for Mole solo episodes or lizard dog and mole episodes? I would say both of them because they are a unit now. Yeah. Okay, so I think individually, I would argue well, just that the, mole. That... Mole would just get one, one or two episodes by himself. But with the lizard dog, there'd probably be like five, seven or eight. There would at least be one per season. One or two per season. I think that at the very least in the first season, every character would get at minimum one spotlight episode where they were the most important character. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then also like, we do have... I, c- I think you might be able to argue that Kida's was episode two, but that would suck, so I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't want to know what moles would be, oh, but God. Pre- presumably it's unearthing something that's like underground, that's like buried underground, <laughs> like <laughs> some sort of ancient... Uh, fucking, find, uh, that hollow earth is true. Is there is there like some like legendary underground city that they could go to that exists in the real world and was that is a real legend wasn't completely made up by Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, maybe. Um, um, Mole could discover not, mole people. <laughs> yeah, right. 
not necessarily a city, but there's a, a mythological country or continent. I can find the Titanic without exploding. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember the name. It starts with an A. Oh, those dudes are missed. Anyway, I just want an episode where they go to Doggerland. Because I'm a big <laughs> Doggerland stan. There you go. Uh, uh, what mythic folklore creatures would you want to see featured on the show? I feel like vampires and werewolves are like okay. I have the choices. two best possible answers to this, and neither of you will ever see either of them coming. Yeah. Okay. Do okay. it. I want to see a questing beast and a shamir. I don't think I know what those are. Mm, yes, those are words. Oh. Okay. So uh, Sullivan's shamir is a really obscure, like religious, like Talmudic reference. Oh. You don't need to know what it is. I found out about it from Wikipedia. Questing beasts are fucking awesome. They're basically uh, a giraffe. If you, if the ancient, if the Europeans who kind of sort of half remembered what a giraffe was were exactly correct about what a giraffe is, <laughs> it's, it's a camelopard, half like half camel, half camel, half leopard. Questing so, beast. Wild shit. Hang on, I gotta look this up. Why is it? It's a snake? also known as the as one of the longest winded Magic the Gathering cards ever printed. I am seeing results for Magic the Gathering, yes. Yeah, a questing beast is a cross-animal monster appearing in many medieval texts of Arthurian legend and modern works. Uh, shout out to the game Mixed Feelings, by the way, which reminded me that questing beasts exist. Okay, this thing looks rad, honestly. Questing beasts are rad. I want to see them meet a questing beast. Yeah, okay, I vote that. Um, like I said, vampires and werewolves are obvious. I would love to see somebody tackle... Uh, hang on, I keep forgetting the name of this thing. Also, Google, leave me alone. Put him against like something else water drilling too, like a Kappa or a Kelpie. Oh. Just going back to the earlier question about <gasps> oh, is there any underground cities? Um, <laughs> there's Agafar. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but it's a legendary kingdom that is said to be located on the inner surface of the Earth. It is sometimes believed Related to the belief in a hollow earth and is popular <laughs> in equals the the yeah fuck that word <laughs> but it's supposed Fair. to be like hey uh, Hindu mythology I see but okay. anyway back to this question um, um oh I did have two. I think they could have fun with either a Kurapira, which I don't know what about, but is a dude who's got feet backwards that, like, trips people up by just having backwards tra uh, tracks. And then also a hide-behind. I think they could get into some fun shenanigans with either of those. I know someone already mentioned Kelpie, and I want to mention a thing that sounds similar but is very different. A Selkie. A Steel oh, Maiden. There you I go. think having some sort of mythological woman, but not the normal kind, like a Siren or a Mermaid, I think having a weird-ass mythological woman would be good for this show, because there needs to be more weird-ass women. Yeah, but then they would do the thing where, like, she'd try to seduce Milo and Tina would get jealous because they're straight. Okay, but... yeah, that's fair. Actually, just have her try to seduce Mole, and then Mole reciprocates, and and she realizes how much of a complete shit... Actually, Silkies don't try to seduce, seduce people. That's never been one of their myths. Oh, never mind that. That's just straight-up not a thing they do. <laughs> Mostly they get victimized by shitty men. Oh. And oh, then, that's why it gets. That's why it has the reputation. They run away. Never and mind. Heard from again. 
Oh, alternatively, a Yukiona steals more of everyone is more of a place than a actual creature, um, which I'm going to start with first. Hulska Castle. What? Which Wait. is Hulska okay. Castle, which is in in the is in the Czech Republic. Basically, is a castle that all the defenses are built backwards. Surround because there's a with a rail in the middle. Well, there's a church in the middle of the castle. That and inside that church, there's a rail that's boarded up, and all the oh. castle defenses are built to be like towards the church, not outside. Neat. And the reason for that is because it is said that that rail is a gateway to hell. Okay. A and gateway to well, you might say. Or even a well to hell. Oh! And one of the stories around it is that they had, like, three criminals. Like, basically, as part of their punishment, they were basically using as an experiment to... They would send them down there to be like, Okay, if you agree to go down there and tell us what happens, <laughs> we won't hang you. And the first guy... I think... Two of them died, and one of them came back decades older than he was before. Like, just a decrepit old man. This motherfucker's no, an SCP. Spooky. Probably completely made up, but very spooky. Yeah. Also, I'm just thinking, I, I am I am conspiracy theorying about what could have been. So what could have been is they have uh, the girl, Anna or Audrey, just <laughs> be nice to the silk silky and give her her skin back. And they, they fucking... They secretly queerbait, and they do something that today would be perceived as queerbaiting, but at the point was just women being, like, women Gals being, being women sticking up for each other, and, like, the children who would have seen this, all, all the little lesbians would have been like, hmm, this means something to me, but I'm not sure how or why. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a thing that I see happening. Uh, yeah, we could also have an episode the, where... Two of the options was, like, um, for Durohan, which is, like, very basic choice nowadays. Yeah. And there's one, I think it's Nordic, but it's basically like a strange, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a owl with a human mouth. That sounds familiar. Oh, we want to look at weird-ass Nordic monsters speaking of the Huldra. Owl with, that's not how you spell with, human. Yeah, I think it starts with an S. Yeah. Well, my first result was some bad Photoshop, thanks. Fucking stop giving me Photoshop! I want the creature. I hate this. Hi, Artie. You know what? Fuck it. They could also meet the uh, moth guy. The Mothman. Yeah. Jacob P. Mothman. But he only shows up when there's about to be a disaster, so they wouldn't like seeing him. I mean... Like Absol. That still works. Yeah, like Absol. Tingu would be kind of neat. Uh, they could meet a Yukiona who, for some reason, thinks that Mole is handsome, and then she freezes him and captures him, and everyone's just like, oh, no. All right. Anyway. <laughs> and I think we've done too much of this one. I think we need to continue yeah. on. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pitch me a direct-to-video Atlanta sequel that is less TV show feeling than this one. I don't I haven't seen the original. I can't comment. Oh, oh, oh. I have... May I? Yes. Okay, so it's... Eda's and Milo's first this well, one year anniversary. Oh no! And and the gang and everyone's in Atlantis <laughs> to celebrate. But Milo's kind of nervous and is wondering what to do. 
So he suggests that maybe Kita could wear a suit. And then Mole reminds Milo the last time that Kita wore a suit. And we flash back to the one episode where (laughs) three of Milo's college friends comes to Atlantis because they think that he's been kidnapped by Kita. Oh my god. Okay, so what happens here is gender. Yes. And then... And shenanigans happens, and we in the flashback episode go back to the frame device where <laughs> Milo mentions, like, well, maybe we can get a diamond. And then Vinny mentions the time that the last Milo time they tried to get a diamond, which was when two guys looking for a diamond showed up, and Kita took them to a lover suit where they tried to kill her, and she lost the diamond, and other stuff happens. Back to the frame device. <laughs> Myro mentions that maybe we could do a death. And then Audrey mentions how talks about the last time that they tried to do a dance, which was his a pass his I'm not sure what the romantic frame for Myro shows even, up. But it also it's even more episodic than the original, <laughs> which is an achievement. I like and, it. <laughs> And a past romantic interest for Myra shows up, and it seems like he's how did I get here? He's going to steal Myra away from Kita. You know, hey, like, he's going to steal Myra away from Kita, but it turns out he's he a spy. She? So Milo My- kicks him out first. Wait, are we just assuming that Milo is bisexual? Well, is he not? Fair well, point. <laughs> there's a bit to this, and I think Stevens figured it out. But... <laughs> I feel, anyway, like I, know. I feel like at this the end familiar. of the f- flashbacks, we is cut this... to the framing device where Milo walks into the throne room for the is anniversary, and he the last is of how I met your mother. has a diamond ring and offers Milo a dance. Is this the last season of How I Met Your Mother? Is that what this is? No, it's Tarzan and Jane. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Wait a fucking second. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that, and even I thought that was weird and contrived. <laughs> God. I hate you. Anyway. Uh, Deep Sea also says, which modern-day Disney films deserve TV shows to explore their worlds? I vote Turning Red. What modern, day, and... what modern Disney films? I know, right? I vote Turning they Red. They making movies that are, like, good world-building? Yeah. That's good. That's why my answer is turning red, except that we no longer have anything to do with May. We find someone else, some random Canadian, and we just hang out with them. Like, they've stopped just, like, making oh, worlds answer. that aren't just the real world with one difference. Yeah, no, right? Steven, Steven. Wait, Steven. Yeah. We follow Abby, and it's just nothing but pure chaos. Oh, God. That's my vote. It turns Turning out that she comes from a family that has the spirit of a Tasmanian devil in her. Yes, or a honey badger. Hey, Tasmanian devils are very cute. I think they might be extinct now. Okay, unironically, I would watch something ex- because Strange World did so little world building that I actually do kind of want to know what how the fuck any of this is supposed to work. So I would like to see something exploring that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh, Strange World um, was the one that no one saw because they didn't promote it, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It got, like, no promotion that I remember seeing. I watched it when it finally hit Disney+. Plus. Yes, the one that had a gay character to be an actual main, main character in the... Well, 
be the actual main character of the movie. Yeah, it had Disney's actual first gay character. Okay, so I'm going to make a hot take that you could probably all imply from uh. what we've already said, but I just want to lay it out. Mm-hmm. In order to explore the world of a modern Disney film and a TV show, uh, Disney would have to make a modern film with a world. Yeah, right? Fuck it. Yeah. That's true. Because, like, again, we could do Inside Out. Oh, but Riley just lives in L.A. Or, yeah, L.A. Yeah, Inside Out doesn't lend itself as well as, say, like, Osmosis Jones. Dude, Dude I did watch some Osmosis Jones, though. Hold on. Hyperfixation activated. Uh-oh. Uh, go watch Cells at Work. Yes! Yeah. Do watch, go, do, that works. Or, if but. you're a weeb, Hataraku Saibo. Alright, I gotta get Grace in the bed, so let's <laughs> lightning round these last, like, four that we've got. Mm-hmm. Aurora's return. What are your thoughts on the lava puppy? Pitch me three other elemental puppies. My first reaction was, what is this land land, uh, land before time looking motherfucker? I know! Like, what, the, what even is it? My now yeah. thought is puppy's just... Puppy's fine. Yep. Elemental. Um, good comic, good comic relief. I cheered when it had a meaningful impact on the story. When it saved people from being crushed. Yeah. He has a cute little bugger. Uh, other elemental puppies? Frost puppy? Lightning puppy? I think that Space instead puppy. of... I think that they should be other pet animals, like some sort of, like... A fire squirrel. Or a uh, water bird, squirrel. Earth fucking... Turtle. Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. 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 Sand sock shark. But everything changed when the lava puppies attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby the cleric says they made an Atlantis. A sequel? sand shark, <laughs> a sand shark, but it's like a, it's it's a, it's like a dog. It's a dogfish, and it's like <gasps> tiny. Mm-hmm. I'm okay you with carry that. it around in a large fishbowl. How's that not a Pokemon? Ow. Right? Is is there not a dogfish Pokemon? There should be a dogfish because Pokemon. There's, there's already a dogfish here. and trash bag into Pokemon. There's already a dog. Hey. Key and trash bag Pokemon are inspired. I enjoy. I'm tired of people Trubbish. shitting on the object Pokemon. Vanalux is a better idea for a Pokemon than any of you listening to this will ever have. Vanillux was no Vanillite was my first, the first shiny I ever caught. I will never say anything bad about Vanillite or that entire line. I named it Vanilla Bean and immediately evolved it because it was at like level sixty something. <laughs> oh hey, uh, Gen five first shiny pals. I, I caught mine in Gen six, but it was a Gen five Pokemon. Nice. My first shiny was shiny was Ponyard. Well, my Ponyard's first shiny is actually pretty cool. It's just blue. My first shiny was when I uh, was a Golbat when I finally got around to actually playing Pearl a couple years ago, and then it died. So the first one I ever caught <laughs> was a Vanillite in Sword, and then the first one that I ever used on the team was a um Sawaddle in Black 2 and she is currently still in Black 2 because Yo, I did not know about Pokémon fucking rips though. Levani is such a good Pokémon. Dude, she hard uh, carried. I had a mono bu- I had a mono bug team in Pixelmon for a while and Levani fucking ripped. Yeah, she was like Levani and I also had Chandler on that team. Those two hard carried the entire way. Old man Gen 5 beat, is good. I mean Nero here to say <laughs> My first Pokemon was my first shiny Pokemon was a Gyarados. Okay, okay, I there is that. Yeah, we get it. You played Gen two. Okay, there is there I is got a Red Gyarados. I was in high school Gyarados. about someone who caught a shiny Magikarp and didn't want to evolve it because shiny Gyarados was so common. That's actually really good. Makes sense. <laughs> 
Fucking Wolfie VGC. Yeah, I had two characters was on that team. One was named Yin, the other Yang. Nice. Uh, Deep Sea, what is the secret to unlocking the hidden treasure in your home? I ain't fucking telling you. Also, I don't You have, have to find the magic number of tummy uh, cats that Cranberry will tolerate without him biting uh, it. <laughs> go, into, go into the basement and knock on the back of the washing machine five times. <laughs> Tell me what I whispered into Baldur's ears <laughs> on, in, during his funeral. <laughs> God damn it. Well, also, to answer Kirby's question, yes, they made a sequel. Uh, yeah, they sure did, but... What was return? And what's your uh, government's time? Mine is Giannis because I'm a indecisive two-faced bitch. <laughs> I think oh, I, lock my, I lock myself into Odin, but I get to say your mama jokes on a boat to my son. There you go. Okay, uh, Odin would say your mama jokes. Fucking yeah, your mama jokes were invented. Uh, like with all, like with all good modern vulgarities, your mama jokes were invented by Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know them well enough. Uh, and the first uh, your mama joke was fucking classy because some of our audiences probably already knew that Shakespeare invented your mama jokes, but did not know what the line actually was. I knew uh, it at one point, but I forgot. Uh, villain, what hast thou done? That which thou canst not undo. Uh, thou hast undone our, mil- our our mother, villain. I have done thy mother. That's yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean that. My government assigned <laughs> mine goes hard. Non-stop partying. <laughs> yeah, non-stop partying and making people so insane that they jump off a boat and die. There you go. I mean, like I said, party. Yeah. You know what they say? Ain't no party like a uh, ain't no party like a jump off the boat and die party. <laughs> Alternatively, ain't no party like the Communist Party. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> last question. From Deep Sea, what's a harmless conspiracy theory you kind of believe in? I immediately have forgotten. The reason that the Twin Towers collapsed is because they were built by the mob and they were enormous pieces of shit that could never have stayed up. You know, I hadn't heard that one, but I'm, I am willing to That's believe that. Um, I only know the bad ones. Uh, right. This one, this one is actually. Also, I, the CIA was planning to kill Kennedy, but the fuck, uh, the guy got him before they had a chance to. But again, typical government that. taking too damn long to actually do anything. Um, yeah, right. Uh, this one's actually true. Is the only problem uh, the reason that we think carrots are good for your eyes is because the Air Force didn't want to admit that they were working on radar yeah, technology at radar. one point. Uh, another one. Uh, fucking the Unabomber got MK Ultra, and that's why he Unabombed. Huh. That's very. I don't know if that actually happened, but it is extremely believable to me personally. You know, right? Ooh, that is more lightning outside. Ooh, we got storms moving in here and shortly. You um, is is um um. I have a bit. I have a bit. I believe in you. I'm also googling harmless conspiracy theories. Those I just came up with off the dome. I'm trying to think that, of more. I believe that Soylent Green is people. Um, I believe the Shadow Wizards money gang think it's sponsored by the Shadow government. Okay, you know what's a really funny conspiracy theory that I just came up with off the dome? What? Hollow Moon. Uh, I think a... that's a real hmm? one. Uh, Moon's hollow. I think that's an actual conspiracy theory. Yeah. It probably is, but like... Who even is, is 
Yeah, Dexter's Laboratory <laughs> did an episode on it. Oh my <laughs> god, I forgot. Disney created Frozen as a distraction. I don't believe it, but it'd be funny. Okay, but if we're talking about, like, the movements of large companies, it's not even a conspiracy theory anymore that Activision Blizzard releases a new... Uh, releases a new Overwatch character whenever they get into a controversy, and the amount of marginalized that that character is is directly proportional to how bad the controversy is. I think that's just but, true. The fuck? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'd believe that. That makes sense. Oh, another harmless misconspiracy. Um, the moon landing was supposed to be filmed as a fake. <sighs> But they got a director who's so dedicated that they threw into space. To I love it. I love that one. Shot. Yeah, supposedly they had Stanley Kubrick. Um, yeah, the one that is Joe conspiracy theory: the moon landing was filmed in the soundstage on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is not one that I believe. It's one that I know enough about that it fucking infuriates me. Even though basically nobody still believes it, the conspiracy theory that the Titanic wasn't really sunk, that it was the Olympic. Whoops. Like people, why would you do that? Yeah, supposedly for insurance fraud, <laughs> because the Olympic had like the, a really big insurance um, claim taken out against it, or something like that. Or no, the Titanic was insured for a lot of money, so they dressed up the Olympic to look like the Titanic, convincingly enough that when they sank it, everyone would believe that the Titanic sank. And I guess the Titanic just lived out its days labeled as the Olympic because the Olympic kept going. <laughs> The Olympics still around. Wasn't, wasn't the Olympic eventually sold off to the Greeks and then scrapped, or was that a different ship? Uh, that I don't know. I think it also sank. Maybe. I'm sure it did at some point, but, like, it was Speaking a while scrapping later. scrapping large sailing ships, uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker is a pretty good game. So, okay, one of these is, one of the ones on this list is Zombies Can Rise From The Dead. That's not a conspiracy theory, that's just people watching movies. Yeah. I'm trying to think of more conspiracies that I could... Uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> Amelia Earhart was, was an inside job. Uh, wait, what? Three Mile Island was an inside job. I don't know enough about um, Three Mile Island. I always mean to look it up. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about Hollow Earth. <laughs> but not like... Okay, so the actual Hollow Earth conspiracy, very bad. Very anti-Semitic. Oh, yeah. Shut that out of the way. The fantasy of an entire like underground system that could hold civilizations a, and like strange alien creatures. Very cool. I like the idea of underground dinosaurs and giants instead herd mammoths. Okay. Yeah, it's cool science fantasy because there's basically no way to make it hard science enough for it to be science fiction and not science fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yo, the fucking Dinotopia books? Yo. Yeah. Okay, Those? one of these... Is, <laughs> one of these... I found a list of 30 wild conspiracy theories. One of these is sirens were responsible for shipwrecks. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's, That's just sailors myth. not knowing about manatees. Here's a conspiracy theory for you. 60 seconds is one minute. Oh, shit. Oh, here's uh, Queen Elizabeth. Every a man, 60 apparently. seconds in Africa, a minute passes. With your help, we can stop this. <laughs> it's an even sinister conspiracy theory. Uh, I'm sure Inside people still every believe. person, there's a skeleton controlling you. <laughs> I'm sure people still believe that Paul is dead. Uh, that one's probably still running around somewhere. 
Is he still alive, though? Yeah, Like, has Paul he McCartney? died since... Oh, right, yeah, he's one of the two Beatles that's still... How did George die? Uh, cancer, if I remember right. Lung cancer. Oh, dang. Yeah. And technically, I think, Zahn, it was lead poisoning. Actual lead poisoning, or he was extremely shot with a bullet from a gun? The second one. <laughs> one of the and ones on here is... Uh, Queen Elizabeth I was a man, because, sure... Some believe that Queen Elizabeth I died as a child and to prevent the end of the royal line. She was replaced with a young boy. This theory is said to explain why the ruler remained chaste throughout her reign. How about you fuck off instead? My conspiracy theory is she was a lesbian. There you go. Um, Actually, I remember there being a similar thing where people said that, like, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton were basically just a mar uh, marriage of political convenience and that she's actually gay. Genuinely no idea how true that one may or may not be, but it is funny. Actually, it's not even really funny. That'd be sad. Um, there's the conspiracy theory of Avril... Avril... There. Don't know why I can't say her name. Avril... Uh, the, Avril I'm Levine? just going to copy and paste Avril her Levine? name and let someone else do it, because apparently Montong does not... Why her name is written right upon Montong, apparently. Hey, the, the girlfriend from the hit song Girlfriend? <laughs> Avril Levine. Yes. Avril Levine. Because basically that she's dead. <sighs> no, I think she just retired. People gotta calm no. down. Because basically said she died after her first song. Oh. Ah. And they got okay, doubles like to do all the other songs. Oh, so it's just modern day my Paul is dead. Theory is, my conspiracy theory is that Dallin Weeks died and went to hell and we're all living in hell with him. Because man, dude has had a wild ride of a career. <laughs> there you go. And on that, we should end it so I can get Grace into bed. Uh, mm -hmm. um, um, the Titan got to the Titanic. It Yeah. And then blew up under, due to pressure. Oh yeah, the Titan submarine was uh, destroyed by the CIA. <laughs> no, it, it was destroyed by the White Star by the what's left of the White Star Line to prevent them finding out that it's actually the Olympics. Fucking, there we go. It was, it was destroyed by big titanium. <laughs> big submarine. Big, big titanium. I am titanium. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm Steven. You can find me on Twitter at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. There's also Dad underscore Tastic, where I'll get back to posting eventually shit. Uh, there's Resi Beats Pod for Resonant Beats, which has me and Cat and Beer and Ash and other people. Uh, and then there's Cloth Wednesdays, where I post a picture of Cloth every Wednesday, because I like it. And then there's your dad joke Twitter that you keep saying you're going to post jokes to and then never do. I said that one. Yeah, no. I'm just like reminding you that you keep saying you're gonna start posting jokes again. I know. Um, you can find me Deferi Nero on the probably soon to be debunked website Twitter at Dragonsmoochie, on co-host at Dragonsnugger, on Tumblr at Cychronus, but with a five instead of an S at the end. Meh. And you can also find me on other me Deferi Nero, <laughs> not someone else. On podcasts such as Prime Cuts, Hydrant Free Radio, and Talk Cycles. Uh, I'll go next. Hi, my name is Ash. <laughs> uh, you can find me on many different sites, including Twitter and uh, co-host at Awful World Kid. That's Awful World Kid. 
you yeah. sh you uh, you should follow my various uh, friends and girlfriends. Aww. Uh, fucking. Uh, what's her name? What? Uh, <laughs> I believe it's at Cameron underscore underscore butts. Butts <laughs> has an e between the t and the s. Uh, at an Inez XXV and at Moth Girl thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's their co their respective co-hosts. I could be very wrong. Uh, and you should follow the uh, the Guernsey Language Commission on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, at language gg. No, I will not explain. Okay. Cat. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, or you will eventually, because right now my phone won't let me update it. Uh, at z 87com Ignore the .com. I don't know where that came from. Just the Z minus 87. Uh, you can also, as previously mentioned, find me on Resident Beat. Stan, where Steven is also dragging me through Kingdom Hearts, kicking and screaming, and Veer is attempting to drag me through... Arc Knights. Yes, that. Someday, I swear, I will cease to be the dragged and start being the dragging. <laughs> as soon as I figure out what I want to drag people through. <laughs> Probably Homestuck, if we're being realistic. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kingdom Stuck. Wait, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Kat, it's your movie next. <laughs> yep, so I did make my decision. I was trying to choose between, as I was mentioning to Veer, um, inflicting horror upon you all, or going with one of Disney's lesser-known, but I think okay, movies. Um, I've decided to inflict horror upon you all Hooray! for this round. Uh, and I figured, you know what, if we're going to be uh, pretty racially insensitive, let's go all the way, and we are doing Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. Oh, no. Oh, no. Have we did the first Pocahontas? No, we haven't yet. No. Hey, sequels only. <laughs> God, there's a podcast. Sequels only. That's probably already a thing. <laughs> Pocahontas well, is a journey only. to a new world. Oh, boy. Oh, we're going to uh, have yeah, a... there's, there's already a, a, a podcast called The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. So right. oh, sequels no. and movie podcasts. Sequels that should have been made podcasts. <laughs> Sequel rewrite. Okay, so... There's mention of a podcast called Sequels Only, but I'm not sure if it really exists because my only source is Facebook. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Y'all, this episode, the Pocahontas one is going to be episode number 67, which means in two episodes, we're going to have to come okay. up with something fun to, or there special. There used to, to be do. a show called uh, Sequels Only. It appears to have been renamed to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. Ah, okay. Mm. So we're going to do Robin Hood for the 69 one, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Wait. And I will... I will. I don't know if oh. I'll be back on for future episodes in general. I will definitely be. I am inviting myself onto Rob <laughs> uh, onto Robin Hood because I believe I did already cajole one of you into naming into naming me Disney Plus's official furry correspondent. But I mean, if you say you say cajole, I saw it as a suggestion and was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> okay, yeah. As your official furry correspondent, you have to have me on Robin Hood. There we go. This is fair. This is only fair. It is legally required. And I am going to go ahead and stop recording here in just a second. So, as always, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Disney. And support the SAG After Strike. Yeah. 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 Actually, unironically, yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that wasn't a bit. It, it's good. Yeah. Like. Um, ooh, uh, since there I, is always. I, I doubt that any of you work for SAG. Work for SAG Drive. We're not covered because our podcast is not industry enough. There you go. But. <laughs> On the off chance that someone listening to this uh, is in a striking profession at the time the strike is going down, don't fucking scab. Yeah. However, since I know that there is sometimes confusion on this, don't stop seeing movies. 
because that would just show the um, I mean, they have not called for a boycott yet. Exactly. Yes. That because if you if you do stop, that would just show the studios. Oh, see, nobody's seeing movies anyway. We don't need to pay you more if we keep yeah, seeing like, movies. This is I I may be an idiot, but I'm pretty sure this is like an like organized action 101. Yes, keep exactly. doing things as normal until the moment that the union calls for action. And then you take a full 180 because you want to show them how sharp the divide is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like um, years ago when there was a Kellogg's, uh, when there was a Kellogg strike, they were posting online, keep buying the stupid fucked up Pop-Tarts that they're putting out and keep posting about it. Hey, the scabs that you hired suck at making Pop-Tarts and all of the other Kellogg's things. I remember seeing a few posts about Pop-Tarts specifically. Anyway, the point is support workers. <laughs> support yeah. workers. Fuck Disney. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.